This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday, January 27th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Leaders of the school district of Philadelphia will announce details today on reopening schools using a hybrid plan, which will include in-person learning for the first time since March of last year. The goal is to start with pre-K through second grade students next month. I didn't realize that they were all still at home. Yeah. I, you know, you kind of lose track of the different schools and what everybody's doing. Um, and I did not realize that, that Philadelphia had not gone back at all to in-person learning since last year. Yeah. Philadelphia Mayor Jim Kenney and City Health Commissioner Dr. Thomas Farley said they want to reopen schools as soon as possible. They said data shows that younger children aren't as likely to transmit the virus and need to return to the classroom. The infection rate within the community was previously too high to reopen, according to city leaders. The lower grades are less exposed. They're also the citizens of our city who are losing the most ground by not being in school. The earlier years of the child's education are some of the most important years, and these kids are almost a year behind now, said Mayor Kenney. As for vaccinations, more than 330 school nurses in Philadelphia received their first dose of the vaccine last week. Right now, city leaders said it could be several weeks before teachers have access to the vaccine. The district's plan aligns with President Joe Biden's efforts. Biden has made reopening schools a top priority within his first 100 days in office and said it's possible to return safely. We need new ventilation systems in those schools. We need testing for people coming in and out of those classes. We need testing for teachers as well as students, Biden said. Philadelphia school leaders will be providing details on the exact date of return along with the health and safety guidelines during a virtual press conference that's set for noon today. As violence continues to surge in Philadelphia, a new University of Pennsylvania study shows that Philadelphia police transport two of every three penetrating trauma victims to the hospital, helping ensure exceptional survi- survival rates. The study found that scoop and run hospital transports had survival rates comparable to those transported by EMS professionals, highlighting how crucial police have become to patient care. We saw that patients transported by police are often more seriously injured than patients transported by EMS. But after controlling uh, for significant differences between groups, police transported patients have similar mortality levels, said the study's lead author, Jeremy Cannon, MD, the trauma medical director and section chief of trauma at Penn Medicine. The study showed 328 patients were taken to the hospital by police in 2014. That number increased to 489 in 2018, which was the final year included in the study. The study found that EMS personnel transported 246 patients in 2014 and 281 in 2018. The Philadelphia Police Department authorized its officers to uh, quickly transport trauma victims to a trauma center if they feel the situation is dire. I mean, they're getting a lot of data because, what, 2020 was 499 murders? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, so they're, they're getting a lot of activity. But that's if, I mean, that's an amazing thing that they're able to because you'd always forget the protocol as you wait for the medical people to arrive. To arrive, yeah. But they're 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 interceding and saving lives by doing that. Yeah, there was a program that gave the police officers tourniquets to use, right. um, and you know, I guess put them in use and then take them directly to the hospital. Yeah, sometimes and, you gotta you gotta go now. You gotta yeah. go now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and and obviously the study said you know it said that that EMS is also you know needed. It's not like they're saying that they're not needed. But just sometimes in, you can't. In certain situations, yeah. it might save a person's right, life if, you, right. if the police take them. It's amazing. 
Governor Tom Wolf defended Pennsylvania's rollout of the coronavirus vaccine Tuesday, saying it was left in the uh, lurch by the Trump administration's overpromises and that a decentralized vaccine sign-up system should prove to be more efficient as opposed to a centralized portal some states use. He also defended federal guidelines adopted by his administration that pushed smokers into the first phase of vaccination, calling it an objective assessment of who is most vulnerable, not a value judgment. Meanwhile, Philadelphia abruptly cut off a vaccine clinic operator amid concerns that it had sought to profiteer from the work. Pennsylvania has been getting about 140,000 doses a week from the federal government and Wolf blamed a lack of supply shifting guidance and unpredictable distribution by the Trump administration for a frustrating and disappointing rollout. Our goal remains that whatever we get, we get it out as quickly as we can, Wolf said. He is hoping the incoming Biden administration is able to speed up vaccine delivery and provide better guidance, he said. The state received just 1.5 million doses doses officials said nowhere close to the 8 million doses it needed to cover everyone in its just expanded first vaccination phase that had included healthcare workers until the state uh, followed federal guidance and added people 65 and over uh, and those 16 to 64 who have certain conditions such as cancer chronic kidney disease pregnancy obesity and smokers at the current rate it would take well past summer to reach the next phase which includes police uh, corrections officers first responders teachers grocery store workers and many others. I, I know someone who, who got a vaccine, I guess, because they were in excess of the body mass index. If you're... Oh, okay. Yeah, so if you're... And if, I, this, I think it's 30% or something like yeah, that. Yeah, anything over 30% yeah. you consider. But they have it all, like, um, kind of lo- looped in, like 30%, I'm sorry, uh, over 30 and over 30 and over 40 are yeah. in the same thing. It's, 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 it's not like one gets more precedent sure. over the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a moving target, too, which is um, yeah. challenging for a lot of people. My, my parents are 74 and 73, so they are just below the cutoff age of 75, but my dad has pre-existing conditions, so he's been able to apply a bunch of different ways, and it looks like now they're actually going to get their vaccines this week, oh. whereas next, it looked like earlier in the earlier this week, it wasn't going to be until next month. Huh. They got news yesterday that it could be as early as Thursday or Friday, so you just you have to stay on it and, yeah. and, and try to remain as difficult as it is. Try to remain as patient as possible. I mean, Harrison Ford just got his. So Did he really? I, yeah, and I think he put in a good word for your folks. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. My mom's a big fan. Yeah. Wolf said he is urging the Biden administration to speed up vaccine delivery, including smokers in the first phase, drew criticism from labor unions representing state corrections officers and state police troopers. For the first time, Pennsylvania ranks 37th among the states in the number of doses administered per 100,000 people, according to data from the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Yeah, the, uh, the smokers thing... I- I went over like a wet fart in church. You know, <laughs> I, I saw that all unfold on Twitter uh, because there are people out there that have pre-existing conditions that uh, that weren't um, uh, brought on by themselves. You know what I mean? Like a friend of mine with, with diabetes. He didn't give himself diabetes. He has diabetes. And you know, he's like, I don't understand how these people made these lifestyle choices. And they're like now put to the front of the line. And, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, man. Well, yeah. Always groups of people yeah. encouraging other people. Yeah. <laughs> All right, in sports this morning. Ball sacks are yummy.
Catcher JT Real Muto and the Phillies are in agreement on a five-year, $115.5 million contract. The 29-year-old continues to be one of the best all-around catchers in the majors, hitting 266 with 11 home runs and 32 RBIs with the Phillies during the shortened 2020 season. The $23.1 million average annual value in Real Muto's deal is the highest for any catcher in Major League Baseball history. The Flyers beat the Devils last night in New Jersey. James Van Riemsdyk scored twice on the power play to lead the Flyers' offense. The team scored three times in the third to pull away for the win. Brian Elliott turned aside 24 saves to take the win. Claude Giroux played his 611th game as Flyers captain, (laughs) passing Bob Clark for the most games played in the role and is now the longest tenured captain in Flyers history. The two teams are back at it again tomorrow night with the game in Newark. The puck drops at 7 o'clock. And the Sixers host the NBA champs, the LA Lakers, tonight in South Philly. The Sixers are now 0-4 with Joel Embiid in the lineup this season, but without Joel Joel Embiid (laughs) in the lineup. Yes, but the All-Star Center is expected to play tonight. Tip-off for the nationally televised game is set for 7.30. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thanks, Kath. The Wednesday morning teed up and ready to go. We have some stuff planned for you today. Wednesday as we go on Fox Good Day, so we'll do a little TV time later on. Uh, we have No Sad Dough, which is taking place twice today. Your opportunity to win $500. Don't miss out on it. couple of guests as well. We have everybody, Gary Goldman, who is uh, checking in, and uh, his... Uh, Netflix special, The Great Depression, is, of course, now available. It's been available for a while, but you can check that out anytime. It's always great to talk to Gary. Uh, and actor Michael Chiklis will be on the show to promote uh, a show on CBS All Access called Coyote. Uh, so we have that going on. We have a new Daily Rush video. Do I, we? I failed to mention this the other day. Yes, it's Kathy's traffic report surprise. Mm-hmm. It says our audio system malfunctions right in the middle of Kathy's traffic report. I don't remember that. Do you? It, uh, no. It um, Was it the traffic report? It was like something maybe like. Uh, Slayer or something played instead. Oh, okay, like... all right. Well, that Slayer has become a part of every traffic. The, the screen cap of of uh, of your face in the middle of that, Kathy, lent itself to a little doodle. Uh, so I, I drew that <laughs> of course, on there. Of course, uh, her mouth is wide. Of course, open, of course, so. yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyhow, you can watch it now at PresidentSteve.com, sponsored by Punchline Philly Fish Town <laughs> Comedy First Comedy Club Restaurant and Bar. Uh, we also. Have a secret text word, which we do on Wednesday. So uh, it's your chance to win a digital download of the action-packed War Thriller Redemption Day starring Gary Dordan, uh, Andy Garcia, uh, Sarinda Swan, and Martin Donovan. So you can buy it or rent it, watch it tonight, rate it off from Paramount Pictures, or you can text the word SECRET to 39333. We'll send a word back to you later on. We'll ask you to call in with that word designated caller wins, wins, and we'll also get a random texter and give that uh, away as well. A couple other things, too, I'll remind you about in a little bit as we go through the course of the morning. So let's take a break. Get back in a second. We do the entertainment thing, stupid questions, more giveaways. We'll be back in just a moment. So stay with us on this Wednesday morning. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Shop Play Win Monopoly starts March 3rd at Acme. Get ahead of the game and download the app before March 3rd and earn five bonus tickets, 10 tokens added to your Shop Play Win account, and entry to win a $25 grocery gift card. Every ticket wins a prize, money-saving offers, or tokens for sweepstakes. Download the Shop Play Win app to play today. No purchase necessary. See rules at shopplaywin.com. Hasbro is not a sponsor of this promotion. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
Stupid question prize this morning is a digital download of the powerful martial arts film Born a Champion with Sean Patrick Flannery, Katrina Bowden, and Dennis Quaid. The question that I have for you this morning is, on Friends, Ross had a pet monkey. What was the monkey's name? It's classic. 215-263-WMMR. Call now if you know the answer. Ross had a pet monkey on Friends. What was the name of said monkey? Uh, we will go with some birthdays while we are waiting for your answer. It is the 27th of January, and Pat Oswald has a birthday today. Uh, celebrates his uh, 52nd birthday. And uh, who's the, the gal he's married to now? Oh, uh, uh, from, uh, God. Dream a Little Dream? Dream a Little Dream. Yeah. I'm having a brain fart. She's great. Yep. Uh, I can't, I, and I should have looked it up ahead of time. Meredith right? Salinger. Meredith Salinger. That's it. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, yep. she was kind of an it girl around that time. Yeah, both of their spouses had passed away. Yes. And so yeah. it kind of, they their grief kind of drew them together, and they found comfort in each other, and they fell in love. I have and, a feeling um, that if Patton Oswalt were to come on this show, we'd have a great interview, because we, yes. we all, we love the same stuff. We're fans of him. Is. Yep. He's a big geek. Yep. Uh, he's 52 today. Alan Cumming, great actor. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, blew us away in X2, the second X-Men movie. His Nightcrawler, that opening sequence is unbelievable. It's one of the best. I remember we we went to the uh, the preview screening, and there was sort of like a... <gasps> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, my yeah. God, this is awesome. Is his uh, uh, cologne still available? Is it <laughs> oh, still out? Coming. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but he's... Uh, you got to love him. He's, he's great dramatic and comedic actor. Romy and Michelle. 56 today. Uh, Bridget Fonda celebrates her birthday today. Movies like Single White Female. Uh, of course, uh, she was in Jackie Brown and Singles. She's great in. Uh, daughter of Peter Fonda, niece of Jane Fonda. She's 57. Son of Oregon. Uh, son of Oregon. <laughs> uh, Mimi Rogers. I was actually just thinking about Mimi Rogers With yesterday. What? And I'm trying to remember why I thought of her. I don't know. Maybe, it, maybe I was thinking of uh, Austin Powers. Oh, I know why. Because you sent me that... Uh, Elizabeth, Hurley. Elizabeth Hurley. She plays Elizabeth Hurley's mother. That's correct. And Elizabeth Hurley, who is now, I think she's 50 years old, maybe uh, uh, maybe 55, uh, posed naked, uh, you know, covering up yeah. the bits, obviously, but looks fantastic. And, you know, that created a whole scandal, that photo shoot, because people were saying, who is taking the picture? Who's who? And they were saying, what, was it your son? Uh, it was her mother who was uh, taking the picture. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. Uh, so Mimi, who's been in tons of stuff throughout the years, including playing Elizabeth Hurley's mom in uh, Austin Powers, uh, she is 65 today. Uh, Mikhail Baryshnikov, ah, uh, the dancer, he's the one who got me into ballet initially, and then wow. I had to leave because I couldn't do it. I understand. In, uh, Sex in the City for a stretch. He was uh, Carrie's boyfriend for a That's while. That's right. Yeah. In fact, towards the end, yeah, he, there was a, she was. He was one of the, the the final decisions that she was making. Yeah, and she ended up going with Big instead. I don't know if he'll be in the reboot. You remember White Knights, Steve? Yes, I absolutely do. Phil Collins wrote the song for that, right? That's correct, yeah. Uh, he is 73 today. Uh, actor James Cromwell. Great. Uh, if Babe, that performance, mm-hmm. uh, is sensational. The same guy in Babe is the same guy in L.A. Confidential. Yes, which is <laughs> wild. I, I recently recommended L.A. Confidential. I was referencing the movie, and a friend of mine had never seen that, and I'm like, oh, it's one of those that, that you should see. You know, he's like, yeah, there's a whole list of them. No, I'm you like, need to see this. Put that on there. Yeah. It's a great movie. And Revenge of the Nerds is kind of an unofficial sequel. <laughs> exactly. He plays yeah, Mr. Yeah. Skolnick yeah. in that, and uh, he's great in The Green Mile as the warden of the prison. Uh, he is 81 today. Keith Olbermann from MSNBC. 
uh, is 62. Uh, the great G.E. Smith, who is the former former musical director of the Saturday Night Live band. He also played with the uh, Hall Notes for a long time. Yeah, yeah. he's great. Um, he was married to uh, Gilda Radner. That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. He is, uh, he's 69 years old today. There's a series, I don't know how I stumbled across it. I mean, just from watching... Uh, music stuff on YouTube, but there's a series of interviews with him just talking about his years with Saturday Night Live and on all different aspects of it. It's really compelling stuff. If you look at the the amount of people he played with, oh. the amount of people he backed up on that show, and yeah. it's it's like the the uh, Letterman's late night band yeah. for the longest time, the creme de la creme of just top level musicians. Uh, GE is 69 today. Nick Mason, the great drummer of Pink Floyd. Celebrates his 76th this birthday. This is a solo. This is heartbeat. They would just uh, <laughs> hook up a, uh, a monitor to his heart, and uh, they would play to that. Uh, no, he gets the job done, right? Oh, That's what you'd say. Yeah, he's not he's not crazy dynamic, yeah. but, I mean, you're talking about a, a band that has really big pieces and, and very long and some intricate time signatures and things like that, and, you know, he's right in the pocket for it, but he doesn't overshadow the stars of that band, which are David Gilmore and Roger Waters, obviously. You're talking, so you, and I think having an appreciation for someone who gets the job done and can do, you know, and fits the music, you know, you, you've talked about there's so many super talented musicians and drummers. I sent you that a video of this nine-year-old Japanese girl. I don't know if you got it. No. I, I, she goes into a mall. Oh. And so she, there's a drum kit there, and she's acting like she doesn't know how to, you know, like, hits it. And then <laughs> she starts going nuts. I mean, where does that come from? Uh-huh. This this music just oh my god I love it. Uh, in, in, in a, when you this is when you would turn off the lights oh, and yeah. light a candle and smoke something and just sit back and soak in the music. I would pray to Jesus. You would pray no, no. to Jesus. Uh, first time what I had is I had a uh, I had one of those remember those lamps that used to have sort of the the swirling colors that it would, would spin yeah and, and spin you sold it up them. on the walls. Yes, I That's love what that. I put on. Uh, you know what I need to. Do they still make those? They do. Yes, they do. Absolutely. I don't even know how to search for one of those, but I got to find one and and listen to Dark Side of the Moon, or it's like in uh, in uh, Almost Famous with Tommy. You know, turn off the lights, light a candle. Right, this will yeah. change your life. Uh, Mick Mason is seventy six today. Uh, Frank Miller, oh, has a birthday as well. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, he is uh, the Dark Knight, Sin City, uh, Daredevil. Daredevil. Uh, was he behind um, Watchmen? No, that's no. Alan. Uh, no, but Moore. Alan Moore actually wrote the um, wrote the, the forward to the Dark Knight Returns. To, okay, to, to, for, they're they're contemporaries and they fans are. of each other's work. He wrote, um, uh, you know, as you said, Sin City, Three Hundred. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's I right. just was uh, texturally thinking, oh, he wrote the the comic Watchmen. No, he's no. but you know he's in that he's in that company. Yeah, uh, so he is, raises it to an art form. He is uh, sixty four today. There's Happy the Dark Knight. Birthday to you. Uh, let's see. We also have the Supreme Court Chief Justice John Roberts celebrates a 66th birthday today. See, there's no birthdays on my birthday. There's a gazillion of them today. My birthday was I would have taken Frank ago. Miller. Uh, Rosamund Pike. Oh. Uh, from Gone Girl. I just saw a trailer. In that movie. A trailer with her um, for a new thriller that's coming out that looks really good, and I'll look it up while I'm talking about it. Uh, Jack Reacher, Die Another Day. The first time I saw her was in Die Another Day. And she was a very sexy Bond girl, but she's she can play. Um, she's she's got the chops. She's a good actress. Yeah, 
Uh, Nick, did you find it? Yeah, it's called I Care A Lot, and um, it's 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 trippy, and I don't know where it's going to air. You never know if the, these are going to be released in the theaters. or I, It looks like it's going to be a Netflix movie, but it looks really cool, and she's the star in it. She is uh, 42. And then the last birthday, we have a birthday right here amongst our family, Sarah Parker. Oh! Jackson's hey. a top-notch producer, and uh, she's music director of WMMR as well. I have told her, and it's it's I tell her... To her as a great compliment. For years, rock stations have had the rock chick. But she's, a lot of times, they're pretenders. Sarah is a real deal rock fan. Yeah. Yeah. And then likes Hanson on top of it. Well, she (laughs) likes Hanson. She's a music fan. Uh She's she's, a music fan of Miley Cyrus. But, I mean, she's she's not pretending on the real heavy stuff. She loves it. So, uh, wish her a fond happy birthday today, please, Sarah Parker. Andrew W.K. at her wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Officiated her wedding. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Um, Ross's pet monkey on Friends. What was the name of that pet monkey? 215-263-WMMR. We're going to go to Frank. Hey, Frank, good morning. You guys rock. Thank you, Frank. All right, Frank, what was the name of the monkey, please? Marcel. Marcel is correct. How did he get Marcel? Do you remember, Nick? Oh, man. Wasn't he like a... From the museum where Ross worked. And I like, thought that might have been it, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure. And he, he was a big character, for, for lack of a better term, Marcel, for the first year or two. And then the people realized, uh, I think we're tired of this monkey storyline. So we're going to give Frank a digital download of the powerful martial arts film, Born a Champion, and once-in-a-lifetime opportunity knocks twice experience the inspirational film about the love for family, the drive for greatness, and the willingness to never, for, never, never give up uh, without a fight. And it's in select theaters on digital uh, and on demand now, rated R from Lionsgate. Uh, let's get into the entertainment stories. Juno star Elliot Page has filed for divorce after three years of marriage to Emma Portner. This can't be! TMZ reported that Page filed the legal documents in Manhattan. <clears throat> uh, Portner is a dance and choreographer. I thought she was a singer. <clears throat> no, oh, she was she a dancer, dancer yeah. actually. <laughs> and um, No, she, she was, was a dancer. Thanks, oh my God! Uh, she teaches in New York City and was featured in Just, uh, Justin Bieber's Purpose music videos and tour. Uh, the split comes two months after Paige came out as transgender and prefers the he and him pronouns. And already tomcatting around. Uh, at the time, Portner shared a message of support on Instagram saying, I'm so proud of Elliot. Uh, trans, queer, and non-binary people are a gift to the world. I also ask for patience and privacy. But the, you, you join me in the fervent, uh, fervent or support of trans life every single day. LA's existence is a gift in and of itself. So all of the uh, support and encouragement. This was after they had decided to get split. So obviously, mm-hmm. it's as they say, amiable and sakiable. So uh, they're doing uh, okay, I guess. But they have split up. Dax Shepard shared insight into his decision to go public with his relapse. Uh, on the Ellen Show Tuesday, the 46-year-old said he had serious doubts and concerns. He had said, yeah, I did not want to at all. I had all kinds of bizarre fears, like I have sponsors on my show. Is this something that could cost me money financially? He said the number one thing he was afraid to lose was his connection to others. He said, I get so much esteem out of being uh, someone who's vocally sober, and I have uh, people who write me on um uh, write me on month one or on week two, and I love that. That's my favorite thing about being in public, he said. So I was uh, terrified that I would lose that. I really cherish that. Uh, a friend nudged him, though, reminding him, 
Uh, if your real goal is to help people, it's not very helpful that you're 16 years sober and married to Kristen Bell. So the fact that you just fell, that's the actual value. He yes. Said once it was framed that way, he said it got a lot easier. That's what my, my brother said that to me. He had a, 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 a bit where he, he slipped up and said, no, this is, I want to have you know. I want everyone to know because that's, it's the ongoing battle and it's that he got back up and, and you know, reclaimed his sobriety is is the achievement and that uh, we, we all have these issues. Uh, Shepard went public in September with his slip revealing that he had started uh, taking prescription pills after a motorcycle accident. So, so he's hosting the uh, the new Top Gear. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, so he's okay. he's one of the guys, cool. and uh, he's, he's a big motorhead. I, I'd be curious to see how it plays out. Nearly three years after the Weinstein Company declared bankruptcy, a judge on Monday confirmed a liquidation plan that provides $17.1 million in funds for Harvey Weinstein's sexual misconduct accusers. Uh, the plan also provides $9.7 million to the former officers and directors of the of the Weinstein Company, allowing them to pay a portion of their legal bills over the last several years. What's been so obviously everything, the industry in itself has come to sort of a, a grinding halt, but what What's been happening with the because there's employees in the Weinstein industry that aren't, you know, in litigation. They're they're ostensibly a movie production company. Yeah. What have they been doing? Don't know. Uh, the directors and officers who include Weinstein's brother, Bob, as well as James Dolan, uh, Tarek Ben Amar and Lance Merov. Also received releases that absolved them from any potential liability for enabling Weinstein's conduct. Judge Mary Walrath had approved the plan after a hearing in Delaware uh, saying that without the settlement, Weinstein's accusers would get minimal, if any, recovery. The $17 million fund will be divided among more than 50 claimants, uh, with the most serious allegations resulting in payouts of, payouts of about half a million dollars or more. Huh. The settlement was put to a vote of Weinstein's accusers, with 39 voting in favor and 8 opposed. So, Steve, uh, at the end of 2019 and then through last year, CBS Viacom bought... A, lo- a huge stake in Miramax. All right. And so Paramount Pictures gained distribution rights to a lot of their library and stuff that they were working on already. So some of that got folded into All an right. existing company right. for distribution. That makes sense then. Uh, no go on this. Lori Laughlin's husband, Mossimo Giannulli, his bid to get an early release from prison has been denied. Laughlin already did her too much. Giannulli is serving his five months for fraud and bribery. <laughs> TMZ reports that the judge said Giannulli did not give compelling enough reasons to grant his wish to serve the rest of his time at home. Uh, he's complained about being in solitary confinement amid COVID-19 flare-ups. If I got to stay in, you do too. Uh, he had... <laughs> Cos weighed in on that. Enough of this crap! He has uh, returned to the general population. I'm incarcerated, Massimo! (laughs) He has been returned to the general population. (laughs) After complaining about his weeks in solitary, the judge ruled that he does not stand extraordinary risk of contracting COVID and must so complete his five months behind bars. People get upset when you get that wrong. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so Preston, he gave right, Bill. he gave himself Massimo did a uh, a prison cut. I think the idea is yeah. you want to make yourself look simultaneously like a badass and less attractive. Yeah, so he <laughs> cut his hair and yeah. grew like a, 
goatee. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, how's this brand doing? How's Massimo doing? I don't know. That I, used to I, be a cool brand. And, was it? I was yeah. not that aware of it. No, it was. It's so I don't the the, that. the ebbs and flows of these brands. Like you yeah. know, for a little while, their champion. I guess when I was in high school, champion was cool, and then. You didn't want to be caught dead in a champion sweatshirt. And it was dorky. It was dorky, and now champion's cool again. But I, I still I, can't get the over the dorkiness. It's too. It. It's yeah. too volatile. Yeah. Too mercurial. It's, yeah. Wait, he. That's his brand. No, no, no. no, no he's but just his, talking his brand about is Massimo. My, it's like a surfer brand. Yeah. Yeah. Now nah, you've uh, you've seen it, it but like well, it was more than no. It it was more than a, a surfer brand. It was in Target for a long time. I don't think it is anymore, but um, it was in their surfing section. <laughs> well, I don't. Mm, I mean, I mean like uh, like surfer lifestyle brand, if you will. Like but, it was like beach. Um, Target had their sub stores. Target Surf. Yeah. Which was, <laughs> didn't do well. I'm scrolling through Olivia Jade's uh, Instagram as we speak here, and it's just. I just find the influencer thing very annoying, uh, especially. Oh, she and she's one of the most annoying. When it, and I follow her, I follow her because you know we're we're soulmates. Yeah. No, I and when someone is, she's so overt and obvious that it's the height of disgusting. Yeah, it's just if you're just super filthy rich yeah. and and you're doing these these little poses, uh, and and that's what you do. I don't know, <laughs> whatever. Well, I, I was okay. posing earlier that at a certain point, um, what. When do we run out of civilians to be influenced? When everyone is influencing. But then, Casey, I feel like I just uh, I just channeled your uh, your old neighbor Jackie Mason, who was like, "That's yeah. not a living." Yeah, that's so you should tell Casey <laughs> yeah. that that uh, what he did for a living. You talk, you're talking about the video. That's not a living. Yeah. So I guess it's not for me to speak. You can make a living doing anything. Well, yeah. I was young. We used to hang out at the malt shop and listen to Studio uh, Bebop. <laughs> I mean, she's not selling crack. You know? That's true. <laughs> like, That's true. I, I do know. I maybe maybe she's yeah. a crack influencer. Uh, listen, I I I understand where you're coming from, Press. Like you're you're. I, I want you to know. I feel what you're saying. It's probably maybe a little like a jealousy. Little jealousy, yeah, right? Like oh maybe. god, like oh god, that's so. You're an influencer, though. Press to be able to do yeah. it. Hey, somebody did try to, de- <laughs> try to get me on board. Let's what was collab. The let's collab. What, let's collab. Let's, let's collab. Preston, you don't realize Preston's constantly uh, getting offers to collab. Casey, you were offered a collab uh, on uh, listen, skinny jeans. I am constantly getting text messages and emails from a, a social influencer collab group called Hashtag Paid. Is anybody else part of this? I have no. never been approached for oh, any collabing whatsoever. I... I get uh, calls in Chinese, yeah, yeah. and I get porn <laughs> solicitation on my text email. Dude, I, I get Chinese I would, phone calls as well. Yeah, I, would actually, I don't know how the hell I'm getting these things. Well, how did you get my number? <laughs> yeah. I would actually think about doing it if it was a product that I actually used no, or was No, you're not going to think about in. doing it. It's a scam. It's not a scam. Yes, no. it is. I looked it up. Hashtag paid is a, like a legit, like they're an outsourcer of... Uh, Go collabs, but Go I don't do it. Like, dude, they they don't send me nonsense. It. What was the last thing that they sent me? I was like, I don't. Oh, here's Grid Rival. Freak is Grid Rival. Okay. What does it just how say, about, Grid Rival? Yeah. How about say? order? Well, I Casey. Well, then I have to go and look up what Grid Rival is. And, oh, yeah, yeah, must yeah. Be terrible. So, yeah. yeah. Wait, I might have something for you <laughs> because I, um, Preston, I was going to tell you I have somebody new for you to follow. I'll, I'll look up her name and, oh. and I'll give it to you. But she's along the lines of our uh, comedian friend, Celeste, that we love, friend. We'll Celeste be, Barber, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. And, and the photos that she does. So this woman is uh, now, quote, an influencer. She lost her job during the pandemic. 
and she started doing these videos for for clothes but she's taking the clothes like basically off a mannequin or off of an ad and just putting it on her and how ridiculous it looks okay. on her as opposed okay. to how wonderful it looks on the mannequin or okay. in the ad it's really funny I'll, I'll look up her name and i'll send it to you but case she basically tells these companies you can send me whatever you want i am going to put it on i'm going to take a video i'm going to take a picture but i'm going to tell the truth yeah. on whether or not i like this and if it looks good or not that's great and how many followers does she have uh, she like t- this is so she's making money she lost her job during the pandemic this is now her career well, i mean okay so prior to that did she have a lot of followers is she like a well-known she was a person? teacher Oh my God. I thought she was a dancer. No, she was a singer. No, she was a dancer. No, no she, she was, was a dancer. dancer. Oh my God! I don't know. I haven't posted anything in over a month. So Pretty low. Well, just you know what? Here's an idea. I don't know. If you're about to sing, just going to work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right? yes. Exactly. All right. I'm moving on. I have some other th- stories to get to. Amy Schumer is sharing her take on uh, Hilaria Baldwin's heritage controversy. It began when the comedian trolled Alec Baldwin's wife by using a photo she took of herself in her underwear, holding her four-month-old Eduardo. So this is uh, Hilaria had done this, and then uh, Schumer had joked in the caption referencing her own one-year-old son, saying, "Gene and I wanted to wish everyone a happy holiday season. Enjoy it with whatever family members are talking to you this year." Uh, she tells uh, Entertainment Tonight, it's ju- it's a little insane to be in, like, lingerie with your baby, she said. I just thought that it was a little funny, and then I saw that she made a video, and she seemed a little bit upset. Not at me, but about comments that she was getting. And I was just like, oh, well, I don't want to be mean. And uh, she seemed like maybe it hurt her feelings, so I just took it down. As uh, Schumer alluded to, Baldwin responded to comments in a videogram. And fans almost immediately noticed uh, her usual Spanish accent was missing. A viral researching project ensued, and they quickly discovered she was from Boston, not Spain, and was named uh, Hillary, not Hilaria. Amy Schumer, I would upset what you made of fun of me. Of the uh, ensuing uproar, she said, oh, my God, I really don't even know what to say. I didn't know that was going to happen, obviously, and I feel like it was so insane and entertaining that I think Hilaria is probably the only only, uh, person who is happy about the insurrection in the Capitol because it destroyed distracted people from that she said we were just playing with each other and then the whole spain thing came out and i just felt like everybody else watching it was just like what is going on and i thought we were still kind of playing so i wrote hey look i love spain too but then it became this whole big thing so now they're the, the people were upset they're, they're warring or that so i that, took it down uh she no not really oh, yeah. but she's just saying she kind of helped get the ball rolling on All this right. schumer ultimately sympathizes with baldwin with caveats saying look she's a mom she has a million and a half kids and that's really hard so i just i don't i don't want them to be going through a bad time but also you can't just pretend you're from Spain. <laughs> so that's what she had to say. Steve, I bring this up mainly for you. And Casey, you'll know who this guy is, too. An actor, character, actor named Bruce Kirby passed away. Oh, He was best known for his roles in uh, Columbo. I didn't see this. He was the father of Bruno Kirby, which I did not know. Bruno Kirby, you would know from uh, who's I also know passed Bruno away. Kirby, yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah he, he, he passed away years, years ago. ago. So Casey in Stand by Me, Aww. when uh, when Chance goes to the uh, to to buy supplies and he goes to the store and the guy working behind the counter starts talking about his brother and stuff yep. like that, that was him. So you recognize Aww, him. I like that guy. But he was in tons of stuff. He was ninety five years old. So Bruno died what like t- ten years ago? Did he die that long? Uh, he died. I have the exact uh, in two thousand six. He had wow. leukemia. Uh, and he was 57 years old. And Bruno was in The Godfather 2 and Good Morning Vietnam and When Harry Met Sally. And great, City great character actor. Good morning. That, did you just say Good Morning Vietnam? I did, Vietnam? yeah. 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 He and, started in the, in the Disney movies. Uh, but he was, he was the son of Bruce Kirby. 
Uh, Kirby began his career at the Actors Studio in New York. He played uh, uh, Sergeant George Kramer from uh, the detective series Columbo. Kramer only saw the obvious details in the case and often fell for the murderer's phony alibi. God, you're very stupid. <laughs> uh, he uh, appeared from 73 to 95 in a variety of shows. Um, uh, he was also on I Dream of Genie, Bonanza, and MASH, and Kojak. He was everywhere, one of those guys everywhere. that did all those shows. So. I love those guys. I yeah, love those people that, that just that were reliable and would pop up and, you know, would give a good performance. It's sad. But right? he lived in 95, wow. so he, yeah. had, he had a good life. Still had another 40, 50 years in him. No. Um, getting back to Bruno Kirby real quick, did he and uh, Billy Crystal have a falling out at some point? That's the word. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know if that's ever been verified, because they were the best of buds. Right, and they were in a bunch that's of That's why they movies. appeared in a... Yeah. Yeah, City, City Slickers, Slickers and, and, and uh, Harry Met Sally. Yeah, and so and and they were great together. They had really good on-screen chemistry. And then I, I read and I just remember hearing stories of it, but I never got the behind-the-scenes. It sucks when it. you hear so. I, so hopefully I we'll just pretend it's not true. Okay. I love that line from him, and where Harry Met Sally just he's standing there, his his face he just goes, "You made a woman meow." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, moving on. Demi Lovato is returning to her TV roots. Uh, the singer will star in and executive produce the NBC comedy series called Hungry about friends in a food issues group. Uh, Hungry, which she uh, can uh, connect to. Correct. She had a uh, she had some uh, eating disorder issues. Uh, Hunger, Hungry, I'm sorry, follows uh, friends in a food issues group who help each other as they look for love, success, and the perfect thing in the fridge that's going to make it all better. NBC has given the series and uh, the put a pilot commitment, meaning that it will pay a penalty if it doesn't air. Uh, will and Grace Ryder and Hot in Cleveland creator Suzanne Martin is writing and executive producing. This is for NBC or Peacock? Uh, it is for, I believe, NBC, Steve. All right. A Lovato, who's spoken about recovering from an eating disorder, will serve as the executive producer alongside um, uh, Martin, Will and Grace star Sean Hayes. I like Sean Hayes. And uh, Todd Milner of Hazy Mills. Uh, before she was known for her music career, Lovato first broken in the scene by starring in Disney Channel's Camp Rock movies and the series Sunny with a Chance, which ran from 2009 to 2011. Camp Rock's pretty cool. Her first on-screen role will, was playing Angela in Barney and Friends in the early 2000s. No, so she was on Barney. There's ah. a, there's the duet she does with the Jonah's brother. I can't remember which one, but I love it. It is so good. Camp Rock. I love that movie. <laughs> Back to you, Preston. Lace his heads. Camp Rock. God damn, I love that movie. I'm broke. We go down to Jimmy Wachowski. There's a word on Camp Rock 2. What's it looking like over there? Yeah, it's in production. In fact, it was produced. Thanks, Jim. Okay. Uh, let's see. It's happening. Mariska Hargaday is sharing behind the scenes looks. <laughs> I was just thinking about Casey's daughter <laughs> there for a moment. Looks at the upcoming Law & Order spinoff series starring uh, Christopher Maloney. Oh, this is going to be great! Uh, the pair pose in filming locations, and she shares shots of the name of the characters on two director's chairs. Uh, the pair co-starred Law & Order SVU for 12 seasons. So they're, they're starting back up with them as a pair? Are they making a special movie? Because he, he did leave. And... It's called Law & Order Organized Crime and is uh, slated to begin airing sometime in uh, spring of this year. So I, I don't so it's know. it's another series. I don't know the details, yeah. Uh, this is while Jared Leto. Of course, we had covered this a while back, but he found out that the world was in the middle of a crisis <laughs> emerging into the pandemic following a two-week silent meditation. He was on The Tonight Show, and he said, when I went away, there were about 150 cases, and just in that short amount of time, when I came out, there was a shutdown, a state of emergency, mm -hmm. and the whole world had changed. 
He said, I didn't turn on my phone until I went back to L.A. So I drove the whole way trying to be, like, peaceful and zen, (laughs) keeping the feeling going. I got back, and I was, you know, kind of shocked. He said it was like Rip Van Winkle. I mean, that is pretty weird because I assume you're not encouraged to be on your phone during a silent meditation. I, yes. Yeah, but a silent meditation is going really great. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, So he he did not know. Do you think his default is his hippie look? It seems to be. Yes, very much so. Yeah. Yep. Um, let's see, Richard Lewis will not appear in HBO's Curb Your Enthusiasm uh, due to health issues. Aww. What's wrong with him? He tweeted, what a ride, uh, LD, I love you, buddy. Uh, tragically, these past 18 months, I've endured a back and two shoulder surgeries oh. and not able to be in Curb Your Enthusiasm for season 11. When he's been by here, he is very much hunched over yes. and moves very, very slowly. So, I mean, he's, you know. Richard Lewis was born an old man. Yeah, he's he's older, obviously, but he I think he's had some, um, you know, skeletal or, or just issues around just being able to move his mobility. He's a permanent hunch. Um, but he got surgery, so hopefully he's on the mend. Good. Uh, he said, I'll be watching, though. <laughs> and he said he would hopefully return in season 12. But for now, he is not in on it. The Bachelorette alum, Hannah Brown. Has been has been uh, spotted holding hands oh! with model Adam Woolard, who is rumored to be her boyfriend. I really love you, <laughs> really. Yeah, nah. The pair were photographed. In- really, the pair. So really, the pair were photographed in Venice Beach. This doesn't look like Italy. That California. <gasps> this is the first time that she... <laughs> Where's the gondolas? <laughs> that she has uh, been linked to someone not involved in Bachelor Nation. Maybe since, it's good to get outside that bubble. Since her appearance on the ABC show. Previously, she had gotten engaged to Jed Wyatt. Uh, then, after, after a cheating <laughs> scandal, Tyler Cameron... I loved you as well. <laughs> Which was, who was then linked to Gigi Hadid. I loved her. It's uh, unclear how she met Woolard. So, uh, they... I think if you if you're looking for someone who possesses a soul, date outside of the Bachelor Nation. Uh, yes, probably. I definitely have a thing for Hannah B. I don't. You I can't don't, help it. I don't really care for Bachelor Bachelorette stuff, but something about her is pretty. Well, you can say she's from Dancing with the Stars and then bypass that whole thing. I guess I could yeah, do that, yeah, right? Yeah. Yep. So, 83-year-old Jane Fonda will receive the Cecil B. DeMille Award at the virtual Golden Globes on February 28th. Did you hear what's going to happen? Cecil B. himself will show up to present. really? No, she is the daughter, of course, of Henry Fonda, sister of Peter Fonda, the winner of two Oscars, seven Golden Globes. She will be the 67th recipient of the honor. Uh, Walt Disney, Judy Garland, John Wayne, Frank Sinatra, Oprah Winfrey, Tom Hanks. Ernest. And, yes, her father. Uh, have also enjoyed the honor. Uh, she stars in Netflix's uh, Gracie and Frankie, uh, soon to become the streamer's longest-running original series wow. show after seven seasons. Wow. Um, let's see. Michelle Williams and Kelly Reichardt are partnering up with uh, Showing Up with uh, Williams, starring as Reich and Reichardt will be directing. They previously collaborated on Wendy and Lucy, Meek's Cutoff, and Certain Women. Never heard of any of those. Uh, the story <laughs> follows... You know, years of work represented, and I'm unaware of none none of that. The story follows an artist navigating life ahead of a career-changing exhibition. That sounds like something I'm not going to watch. That's right. All right, we're ready for clips now. 
And Resident Alien. And Alien lands on Earth with a nefarious mission in mind. And in this clip, showrunner Chris Sheridan shares what it was like adapting a comic to a TV series. Here we go. TV is a different medium, so I had to, you know, look at it a little differently. And uh, the alien in the comic was, you know, very observational of humanity. And so I wanted to keep that. I gave him a little bit more of, you know, he's up to something in the TV show. But at the same time, we try to keep as much as we can from the comic. I don't give a f***. Resident Alien premieres tonight, 10 p.m. That's on Sci-Fi. Actually, the cast is very good on this. I might check this out. Here's the next clip. When Sam Bloom was injured in an accident, she found inspiration in caring for an injured magpie. And the film Penguin Bloom follows her real-life story. Here, director Glendon Ivan discusses the stress of working with real magpies on set. They're a bit like dogs. Like, you can train them like dogs. But also, you know, like dogs, you're at, and like or every animal, you're, at, you're, you're totally at their disposal. Like, you can't really get them to do much. But sorry. No, I, I wasn't ready. I wasn't looking. All right, I'm going to do this. Are you right. ready? Yep. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's magpies, huh? Magpies, oh, What's yep. a magpie? Is that a bird? It is yes. a bird. Yes. Uh, that you can eat. and Because uh, it's made of it's pie. Made of pie, yeah. Oh. Penguin Bloom is available on Netflix today. By There's the a way. magpie song, isn't there? Like uh, 29 magpies stuffed in a pie or something like that? Uh, uh, Blackbirds. Yeah, it's Blackbirds. Yeah. That's right. I'm mm-hmm. thinking about a different magpie. I have his brothers have a magpie song, I believe. Okay. It's called of that uh, one? Stairway to Heaven. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> there is. Did you see the video is making the rounds? Uh, it is of a guy who has trained uh, hummingbirds. To uh, to uh, congregate and eat out of his hand, basically. No, it's amazing. Pretty cool. Hummingbirds are, I believe, hummingbirds. They still don't quite know how they're able to fly backwards. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty mm-hmm. pretty crazy. I saw tons of magpies when I was in Sweden. They were did all you really? over the place. Yeah, that's cool. You went to the Magpie Museum. I did, which is right next to the Viking Museum. So, <laughs> right, yeah, we cool. check that out too. In fact, you can pay a reduced price and get both. That is all I have in the entertainment report. Um, we're going to take a break because we got a lot to get to today. We have a number of guests on the show. We got money to give away. We have uh, some new things in the rock shop. I'll have to tell you about Ooh. those in a little bit. We have a secret text word, a lot. So we'll uh, we'll break it all down for you when we come back. Stay with us. MMR wherever you are on WMMR.com, our mobile app on your smart speaker, and at radio.com. We're going to have uh, comedian Gary Goldman on later on this morning, as well as actor Michael Chiklis and uh, No Sad Doe coming up about 40 minutes from now. We're going to go live on Fox Good Day. we got some stuff I'm going to announce from the Rock Shop, which is really cool. Our pets' heads are falling off! All of that is going on. It's almost overwhelming. Before any of that, there's food news to share oh, with you. It's time for the connoisseur. Food always makes us happy as well as the connoisseur in general. Oh, thank you. We love you. Hey, uh, you Come know what? I, kiss. I realized that we now do the connoisseur like maybe a couple times a week. We do. And you know, but but it, in deference to the connoisseur, there has been a ton of food-related sure. news and innovation. And since... Our lives have collapsed in on themselves. This is really very nice. And I just realized that we, you know, listen, we like to talk about food. It's, we do. It's, and poop. And poop, too. Yeah. And we, and we they go together. Yeah. Maybe I should do a uh, another character called the janitor. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Or, or the, the plumber. We focus around poop, mainly. Oh. But right now I'm the connoisseur. Pizza Hut 
is releasing a Detroit-style pizza. No, Detroit style is all the rage recently. Yes, yes yeah. it is. Locations across the U.S. and uh, what uh, say, they say is its biggest launch of the year. How do you like Detroit pizza? Oh, I love it. It's really good. It's excellent. I it's, was surprised but, at how much I liked it. But. Or like it. After I eat it. Smelly boom booms? I f- no, I feel like a dirty little bitch, man. Uh, really? Oh, my God. Just because it's yeah. it's I know I hate it's food like that. It's so overly decadent. Yeah, that you're like I shouldn't have done that, man. Yeah. I mean the the bread portion of the crust. Yeah. I can't you can't even what call if... it crust. It's it's a it's a light and airy bread. Yeah, um, that, I didn't that know... texturally is fantastic. When yeah. I complete a a piece of it, I do the self flagellation. I will. You should. Uh, I yeah. will, and and that yeah. that's how I cover that i feel better after whipping pay myself. your penance right yes. after that yeah. well so the first time i ever tried it i ate it like i eat normal pizza which is you know two pieces right and that was way too much <laughs> yes it was way too much one piece is all i need and that's it so explain to people why I, it's it's so you know you're familiar with chicago deep dish you're familiar with uh, uh Greek yeah. pizza. what the, sets detroit pizza apart the the deep dish i found the um uh, which i haven't had in a long long time and remember, i like deep dish remember pizzeria uno i would go to pizzeria uno to. absolutely it yeah. was uh, everything all all the um uh, the ingredients were piled really high yeah the the crust was really thick but it was more of a almost cornbready type of crust it had a little more cornmeal in it and it was a little more dense this is a light but thicker bread, yeah, um, and it's almost got a sweet taste to it, and it's just it's fantastic. It's been, and they put loads of cheese on it, which usually melts and and burns a little bit around the corners. Oh, and, burn, and it kind of um, caramelizes it a little bit and makes it sweeter, and it's just really, really, really good. But like you can, like Casey said, you get one piece, yeah, and that's plenty. It'll, I'm it'll stuffed. wipe you out. Yeah. But even then, I'm like, oh man, it's so filling because it's. All those complex carbs, you know, and uh-huh. you're like, oh, my God, what did I do? But it's really good, and people love it, and uh, Pizza Hut is going to be releasing that. And by the way, we were talking about Pizza Hut not that long ago, and I hadn't had it in a while, and I finally, I ordered it. Uh, because there's a Pizza Hut down the shore in Rio Grande, and I was like, you, you know what? Here? What's that? You, well, you were down there, you had it down yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I, because I'd forgotten... Whether or not I like, whether I liked it or not, and so I got it's the time to find out. Regular pan, and I got the stuffed crust. What'd you I, think? I got to tell you, stuffed crust was awesome. Okay, I preferred that over the regular pan pizza. Yeah. Well, stuffed crust, kind yeah. Of the Detroit version will be coming out in four different uh, types: Detroit double pepperoni. I almost said double penetration. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I had a pizza there last night, and I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> I can't stop bleeding. Double pepperoni, uh, double cheesy. Oh, yeah. The meaty deluxe. That sounds like your double penetration It pizza. does. And the Supremo, which this comes with... This one you got to eat with your ass. With, uh, which comes with Italian sausage and vegetables. Okay. <laughs> double penetration. I'm out on all of these. <laughs> really? Yeah, man. It's just too much. Like, uh, the double stuffed, the, the stuffed crust, the, the deep dish. Like, to me, that it's just... Uh, you might as well just eat a cake. Here's what you do: <laughs> you 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 approach it as like one slice is your meal. You're right. Uh, and that, that's, that's really it. Slice. Yeah. Have you had it? You've had it, right? Oh yeah. Have you yeah, ever okay. had double penetration? I've had double. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Oh, DP. Who has it? Call it. Can, um, can, is DP even possible on a guy? I guess so. it is. Yeah. yeah you just you just have to both have to right. enjoy the same I mean, opening. Technically, triple is okay. Hang on. Um, <laughs> well, actually, 
back to the pizza, pizza for a right. moment. Pizza. So, so um, yeah. stick with nostrils. You, you don't like Detroit pizza? I do not. Pizza? I don't oh. like uh, Pizzeria Uno. I don't like uh, uh, Chicago style. I prefer a uh, Lorenzo style, Philly, New York style pizza. That's my um, favorite. I'm a thin crust. Yeah. That's that's my favorite. But this, I mean, this is, I think is a different experience. It's, I it's agree. slightly different than pizza. As with Chicago, I don't consider Chicago deep dish a, a classic pizza. Right. It's right. a different kind. It's a, you're going to want to use a spoon. No, yeah. It's it's a uh, it's a different eating experience. Yeah. Uh, but I, I do enjoy a good deep dish pie, and the Detroit pizza yeah. has kind of rocked my world. I didn't would, even... I, would it be my default if I had a Lorenzo slice in front of me? I would go to the Lorenzo's. Yeah. I, okay. I prefer a regular pizza. I didn't. But even it's know. a nice diversion. I didn't even know that Detroit style pizza existed. I didn't, I didn't know, know Detroit existed. I didn't know it was a thing until Marissa had turned me on to Pizza Gut. Uh, Which is or the, the circles and squares, right. and they, you know, the squares of Detroit and circles just regular. And then the guy down at Bakery at Ten Ten in Linwood, New Jersey. I'm like, oh, that's those are the only two Detroit styles that I've ever had. I've had, and they're fantastic. I've had it at three different places. Uh-huh. Every one of them has been fantastic. Yeah. So I can't say, wow, this is this place is better than that. You know, right. what's so the, every no, one of them I've had has been yeah. great. What's the one right in Maniunk, Marissa? I, I've yet to get over there, but everyone's raving about it. In Maniunk. Shoot, I forget his name. It's right on. Uh, it's right next to Pitcher's Pub. It is Pizza Place pizza, in Maniunk. Pizza, John? pizza Jew. Pizza John. Pizza Jew. Yeah, pizza no, well, Jew. Pizza, no, pizza there Jew. Is one pizza, pizza Jew is. Jew, to be fair, yes. Okay. Pizza Jew is Bakery at Ten Ten. Yes. Okay. That's right, the place in New Jersey that I go. to. I go that's to Pizza guy's, Methodist. Yeah. That's the guy's Instagram handle. Yeah. Pizza John is right in Main Street in Maniunk, and it will have like an hour and a half wait. Um, yeah. But it's mostly amazing. Steve, okay. do you have a favorite pizza place? I mean, I, when you the orgy that is Lorenzo Slice uh, is is great. Evos uh, in um, it's uh, in Mount Airy. Okay. Um, I I love I love Rob Wasserman's the uh, the 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 snap pizza. Yeah, uh, those are good too. Uh, uh, every they all have their their their. It depends on what it, my daughter my daughter loves Jules Pizza. You ever had that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Wait, yeah. Is there one out by you? No. So we got to make a trip to go get them. Where do you go? Montgomeryville, there's one. Okay, there's one mm-hmm. in Montgomeryville, yeah. Yeah, so it's like 20 minutes. Those yeah. are very thin crusts. Yeah. Uh, yes, very much so. And you can get gluten-free pizzas there as right, well. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, there's one down the road on, on Route 30 at Jules as well. Yeah, Steve, yep. there's a place called um, Campus Corner right near me on Villanova's campus, and that's my favorite style and my favorite pizza. Proximity yeah. helps, oh, yeah. A, and yeah. B. Um, and we've talked about this, Preston, and, and this is where you'll get, you know, for, forget uh, abortion as an issue or is there a God? <laughs> right. Pizza is a more divisive issue. Right. I think you, um, it's ratio of cheese in a classic pie. But I, I'm, I'm with Preston on, I will take forays into other styles that I won't consider regular pizza. There are things I won't do, like pineapple pizza and stuff like that. That's not my thing. Oh, but, I'm with you on that. Yeah, but but in, in general, um, you know, good good cheese to sauce uh, and crust, yeah. and and uh, you know that that gets it done. Cla- don't f with it too much. Yeah, the um, campus corner. I've had that pizza as well, uh, Nick. My buddies went to Gabrini, and that was kind of a standard. Mm-hmm. But like to me, that pizza is this pretty much the standard pizza that you get in this area. Yes, and it's and it's fine. But there are other like these innovations, uh, you know, the Detroit style, for instance, and and you know some of these other pizzas that like are really double sort, penetration, sort, taking this area by storm, and it's so difficult to get through, and and they only have a certain amount of pies that they make throughout the day, and I I'm know. like. 
What do you mean you only make 50 pies a day? Like, what? what is that? Like, this? So, yeah. so, wait, wait, where is this? At, uh, with these new designer places, Circles oh. and Squares, Tacanelli's. Um, they can only make a certain amount. Yeah. yeah. Um, Crust, there's a new place in, in Havertown Pizza Crust. If you don't get Pizza Jew, honestly, like in the summer, if you don't get through, because their phone lines open at, in, at noon, if you don't get through by 1230, you're not getting a pizza that day. It made me giggle when you said Tacanelli's is like new. It's not. Tacanelli's been around around for a while. Have have you guys heard about the good pizza guy that drops it out of his window? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's a a pen student. Yeah. (laughs) um, And again, he makes this dough and he only has like 20 doughs and he does it every couple of weeks. Um, But he drops the pizzas outside of his window. (laughs) He lives on Sansom between like 15th and 16th. And so you stand, you you go to pick up your pizza by standing under the window? Yes. Yeah. And of course, (laughs) you have to score it. So like you used to sign up and maybe he would get 50 people sign up for 20 pizzas. The last one he did last week, he had a thousand entries. Oh, my God. 20 pizzas. Um, but all he's so he's a pen student. He doesn't need to raise any money, or he doesn't need to make a profit from it. So he donates all of the money to Phil Abundance. What's wow. that? So he's actually uh, raised over like uh, up towards of like fifty thousand dollars. He was on Ellen the other day. Oh, when wow. He recorded something, and Ellen gave him ten thousand dollars for Phil Abundance. Preston, did you ever go to Pizza Dumpster? Uh-oh. It's a place outside of a pizza place. Uh-uh. Yeah, Marissa, this guy's been doing it, I think, since the beginning of the pandemic or, yeah. or you know, yeah. for, for quite some stretch. His name's Ben Berman. I saw, I don't know if I saw the Ellen one, but I've seen a few different national news stories about him. And, um, and yeah, it's free. And he, he's, he's, you know, doing a really good thing during a difficult time and giving free pizza to a lot of people. Wow. Okay. Excellent. Uh, well, anyhow, you'll be able to get to Detroit style at <clears throat> uh, Pizza Hut. Starting there, you're going to put that in. Uh, that is a good question, Case. Um, the price started at ten ninety nine, uh, and I don't know the exact date when that's going to hit. It's going to be this year at some point. Okay. But they went through 500 variations before they landed on the final version of it, and uh, several were tested in the Midwest leading up to the national release. So A lot of times a, a chain will kind of yeah, extract the, the nuance of something, mm-hmm. you know, for, to, for the mass production. We'll see how it plays out. All right, more stuff in the connoisseur. Oh, the connoisseur. Man, we went on a real pizza chat. What does he have for us next? Chocolate. Oh, oh yeah. Chocolate. Uh, Godiva is getting out of the brick-and-mortar business. Uh, the company is closing or selling all 128 of its brick-and-mortar stores in North America. Um, okay. Well, I didn't listen. even know there was Godiva stores. They're, 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 they're few and far between. So I I would get, my wife loves Godiva, and that would be us, like coming up uh, for Valentine's Day and our, our anniversary. That's that's going to be a go-to. But actually, Kathy, I, I would more often purchase Godiva in, uh, like, department stores. You can get it anywhere. Uh, yeah, Lord right. & Taylor had it and uh, other places. So it's it all over the place. Uh, Godiva will keep its stores across Europe, Middle East, and greater China. The company did not disclose information on how many employees would be let go because of the closures. Less than two years ago, they were planning a massive expansion by getting into the cafe business. Uh, the Chocolatier opened its first cafe in the United States, uh, New York City, in April of 2019. They announced that it planned to open 10 more cafes in New York and more than 400 across the U.S. It was part of a plan to open 2,000 new cafes around the world, but that never came to Wait, fruition. Wait, so is this what they're closing? No, the stores. So they were oh, okay. they, they have some cafes in New York, but they plan to open more. But no, the actual just, you know, chocolate the shop. chocolate shop, okay. So, uh, so I, they, they, relied he- they relied heavily on mall traffic, which that, of that course was had, had dipped in the, in the pandemic. So. so the KOP one was the one I would go to. And, and what was great about that, Kathy, is my wife loves... Chocolate-covered strawberries, dark chocolate. Yeah. And they would have those fresh there, and that that was kind of cool. But 
even in the busiest times, it wasn't that busy. <laughs> yeah. Casey, what's that place that we used to get the chocolate-covered strawberries? Oh, oh my no, God. 320 Produce, man. Oh, yeah. So, I know. so incredible. Well, they, they had two look. Yeah. Every year. Those were the... Gr- why were they so good? Well, they the were, strawberries were the size of years, your head. They were mutant strawberries. <laughs> they were gigantic. They were like softball size. But it was were, unbelievable. They were better than other chocolate-covered yes. strawberries yeah. that I've had. They were juicy. For some reason, they got these incredibly... Perfectly ripe strawberries oh, yeah. and, the and the chocolate, chocolate was, was excellent. Good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, they just make oh, everything yeah. great there. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. and it's yeah. now three twenty market, and so I'll I'll get oh, some yeah. for you guys Please. for Valentine's Day. Please, those, um, are, yeah. those are so good. And I'll bring you some. Oh, did do I, they have double penetration? They do, Stop Steve. It. As a matter of fact, but Who's you have to ask for it. Tray taken away. DP <laughs> chocolate strawberries. It's a secret <laughs> menu. You have to touch in the corner. Of the uh, of the menu Ooh. screen, yeah. Um, have you have I brought you their uh, pico and guacamole yet? You no. did mm. pico and guacamole. You did bring it in a while ago. You were raving about it. I did bring it in. You did. I did. You did. Okay. I don't remember it. You well, did. Well, I'm gonna have to bring that in as well. Did I right. bring in chips. Yeah, it's BYOC. Okay. Can, can you chip. can you get can you take our lunch orders case? <laughs> well, dude, they got great burgers too. They're okay. getting all this free advertising. Yeah. Well, right. you know, we're supporting business. Well, we're moving on. It I is guess. a local business. All right, I guess. It's time to give away free promotions to other people. No. Uh <laughs> Coca-Cola is not advertising in the Super Bowl, neither is Budweiser, neither is Pepsi, but Coke is launching, actually launched on Monday. Oh, my God. Coke with coffee. In my mind, I heard you say Bud Coke, and I'm like, no, mm, Bud Coke. Bud Coke. Bud Coke. No, yeah. it's Coke with coffee. Oh. Okay. Uh, it's like and, Pepsi Kona. Remember that? Yeah, well, it's, be, it's, it's been available for years internationally. The product is made with Brazilian coffee and comes in dark blend, vanilla, and caramel flavors. There's also a calorie-free, zero-sugar version. Each 12-ounce can is 69 milligrams of caffeine. It's about as half as much as a 12-ounce uh, cup of coffee, but far more than what is in a can of Coca-Cola. Uh, have you ever had uh, anything into this stuff, no. uh, Preston? And I'm a little more intrigued by it now because the, the Pepsi-Cola thing did not intrigue me no. at all. And I tell you what, I think it's about packaging because the actual can yeah. that this comes in and the design of it looks Coffee-ish. consumable to me. Yeah, it does. Um, I agree. So it's weird how product placement, not placement, but uh, product uh, design can actually influence your taste buds, or yeah. at least to me. They made the about. smart move because uh, they, they've darkened the can that it comes in. There's a graphic picture of double penetration on the... Yes. <laughs> but no, no, I'm saying the, 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 the that does mean a lot. They have the coffee bean yeah. there, and it's it sort of... I do like the taste. I, I, think it's, I think it's interesting. It's not something... I stopped drinking regular soda... When I have soda now, like a Coke or a Pepsi, it's literally as a dessert. I can't. It's so sweet to me. Oh, man. I, I can't drink it as a, yeah, a drink if, with the food. If, if I'm going to have, like, my go-to, and it is kind of, I do treat it as a dessert, is like a, a ginger ale. A ginger ale. Yeah. Uh, I'll yeah. have that. But I but I don't drink soda anymore. I, re- I rarely drink. Well, I don't want to say rarely, but like uh, Diet Coke, Often. I'll have. No, no, but I really don't. Yeah. Like, I actually had some Diet Coke yesterday, but I, I really don't drink it. And maybe I'll drink it on the weekends or whatever. But when you talk about dessert sodas. Yeah. Stewart's Orange Cream Soda. Ooh. 
is like my go-to dessert. It's yummy. Soda. I, you know what? I, people love orange cream. I do not. Oh. And you know why? It reminds me of Orange Julius. Oh. And here's the deal. I oh bet you were I to re- revisit Orange Julius now, I'd be okay, but I had a throw-up situation oh. when I was a kid. It. Yeah. Like baked ziti. Probably you know the story. <laughs> I loved Orange Julius. But you know, you know what the scarred secret, me. You know what the secret ingredient is? What is it? Orange Julius? Raw egg. 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 Yeah. That's yeah. probably Raw why you got sick. Mm-hmm. That yep. could be it. Yep. Okay. so Puts the froth on it. So random. Put the puke in me. I had a dream about Orange Julius last night. Do uh, tell. Okay, I was in the McDade Mall. <laughs> Take your pants off. And I went to go get an Orange Julius. I promised the kids I would get an Orange, an orange Julius, and I got to the Orange Julius stand, and it was closed. You're kidding me. I swear You're to God. kidding me. It's just so random that you mentioned it today, and that's what I dreamt about last night. So uh, Coca-Cola first <laughs> announced the January launch of Coke with uh, coffee over the summer, but it's been experimenting with Coke and coffee blend for years. In 2006, they launched Coca-Cola Black, a coffee-flavored version of its signature product in the United States. The beverage was a notorious flop, so Coke stopped selling it just two years after it launched. Uh, but Coke with Coffee was piloted in Japan in 2018, and since then it's become available in over 30 markets throughout the world, including Australia, Italy, and Vietnam. And now it seems that Americans might finally be ready for this. They had spent about two years testing the latest product in the United States ahead of the launch, uh, the brand director said that uh, that now they uh, feel that there's an audience out there for it. So depends I'll on how they try. roll it out. Absolutely, I'll give it a try. I'll give a sample. Anyway. Yes. All right. Uh, let's see. Even more for the connoisseur. Yeah, I got a lot here. He's today. got a lot there. May not get to all. He of may it. not get to it all. In fact, I know we won't in get fact, to all. In fact, he of knows it. he won't. <laughs> uh, this could be. All right. Now let's go with this first. All right. So Boston Market is entering the so-called fast food chicken wars with the release of a. A few new items. Thanks for coming today. Oh. Some great news concerning Boston Market and our fast food chicken robot. Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons. Uh, I love Boston Market. So the new Nashville hot menu items include their Nashville hot crispy chicken sandwich, Ooh. which will be interesting because they have a crispy chicken sandwich usually is fried. So they have. They don't have fryers there. They do have. Chicken cut. They do have chicken. Cu- they have chicken cutlets that are baked. Okay, which are excellent. Um, they never, they kind of. I've, I haven't been there in a while. Went off. I haven't been there in a, in a while myself. Um, you know, but I, I used to go all the time. Uh, and that the baked chicken cutlets were really good. Maybe they're doing a crispy uh, baked chicken sandwich. So it will be a chicken is so versatile. Chicken breast fillet covered in Nashville hot sauce. Oh yeah. Brioche bun. You're going to be my regular Saturday night thing. And pickles and ranch dressing. Ooh. There you go, Casey. Hot sauce and ranch dressing. That's solid. As what what? That's what? Not my, that's not my that's that's not not, oh, I'm sorry. sorry. It's not going to be his regular Saturday night. As well as a rotisserie chicken meal and a crispy chicken meal, both of which are served with smoky Nashville hot sauce, dill pickle, chip garnishes, optional sides, and cornbread. Do they have um, chickenless chicken there yet? I don't think they do. Because I, I tell you again, I say it, and it's the truth, but the, the best chicken sandwich I've ever had has no chicken in it. It's uh, from Hip City Veg. Uh, I don't know, uh, Steve, if, if they have the meat replacements. Uh, the brand is also introducing a new crispy chicken BLT sandwich and a crispy country chicken with white gravy meal. What country? Uh, no, it's uh, like oh. Southern America. Oh. Uzbekistan. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> are chips their standard side at uh, at Boston yes. Market? Yes, chips. Yeah, I think fries. you said no. You said chips in that meal. Yeah, uh, definitely not. Okay. They, they will include chips. Yeah, 
you can get them with with, with the, if they. Uh, I'm getting. They have they have mashed potatoes. I mean they have they, they have all the sides. Yeah, but sides. Sides. I've never seen string beans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a meal, like when you get a when you get a standard meal, so you don't get fries as the. No, side. no, no, no fries. At Boston Market, they have potato wedges that you can, or they, at least they used to. Really? But no, they don't have fries there. Right. I never had the wedges. I've never seen chips. So, well, they got good mac and cheese. That's maybe it's been longer than I thought. So, anyhow, that is they just uh, released it. So you'll be able to try the Nashville hot menus if you are interested. Uh, Casey, time wise, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I was already time wise. What should we do? Because we're going on Fox. And oh, we- yeah, we're and then, going and then on we Fox. have to do no sad dough. You tell me we when got we one should more break. Story, and then we'll see. We'll we'll take this one out for a spin. So All right. Alex uh, Holly had a wardrobe malfunction this morning. Well, I'm interested in that. She's on a roll with the mishaps. <laughs> one last story. Uh, Costco removed a bunch of items from its food courts last year as the pandemic began. But Yahoo reports that the warehouse store is now bringing back. They're churros. Oh, mm. churros were very popular at Costco. Very much so, uh, and they're cheap too, man. They're like it's slutty. So they're actually no. They're they're going to increase the price to a dollar forty nine. They were a dollar, and you got two big ones as well. That's the thing. So so you're quote unquote a member there, yeah. and you pay for the membership. Part of that is the inexpensive food that they have at their cafe there. Right. It's actually, the food's pretty good. We there, talked man. about it. People love their pizza too. Yeah. Uh, and the chicken bake. You ever had the chicken bake? Of course. It's fantastic. Yes. Whenever I'm picking up 50 f- rolls of toilet paper. Uh, so they will have the churros back. That was something, if, if the kids were going with us, we always bought the churros as we walked around the store. Uh, the churros are bigger, though, this time around. They All say. right. So you're, getting, you're not getting hosed. Uh, but customers will be required to carry the churro out of the store before you eat it. One of the things they did do at the, the kind of cafe area is they got rid of the seating uh, at least in the Costco that I go to, and I assumed that they did that nationwide. Right, that's probably a COVID response. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but uh, they'll probably come back. <laughs> you can now order. Yeah, I would assume. I think they're going to probably turn those into high end restaurants, Preston. Inside. Maybe so. They used to have like a Nathan's cart. Uh, for oh, they time. did. Remember yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Somebody yeah. would be there cooking the Nathan's. I was uh, never sausages. a Costco guy, man. Uh, there's just none. Near Post- you, Costco yeah. and yeah. BJ's are the two. BJ's we- is like the, there's, yeah. there's one in. Springfield Delco, yeah. and so that's kind of the one that we went to. But uh, I think Costco, they have more to offer. You can have buy you, have, a trampoline there. Have you ever been <laughs> in a Costco before? I, I was at the one. We were um, we were um, toying with the notion of joining that one in King of Prussia. I guess there's one right by the mall there. Yes, there is. It seemed okay. too decadent. I've uh, been to it a few times. It just wasn't convenient enough yeah. right. You know, to, to go there. Right. Uh, so, anywho, well, if you do make your way around Case the Churros... I have a great churro memory. <laughs> you do? It's time for Casey's Churro Memories. So, my friend... With pa- Morgan Freeman. My friend Patrick, when I was a kid, his family took me to Great Adventure, and I was probably eight or nine years old, and they bought me a churro at the churro stand. It was probably, like, you know, two foot long. Patrick had purchased Casey a churro. And I had really no idea what I was doing, but I grabbed the churro and pretended like it was my wiener. Yeah. And I was like, and I was like eight or nine years old. And his fa- if, if I did that in front of my mom and dad, yeah. we would have left the, the amusement park right that moment, <laughs> and they would have taken me home, and I would have spent the, uh, a week in my, in my bedroom. Yeah. His parents... I'm in, and that's probably why I remember it, because I like making people laugh. They were howling. They it, was it, was a, it was a hit. Okay. Yeah. I was like, yeah. And they started laughing. I was like, and that made me feel so it's beautiful, good. man. <laughs> it is. 
I had my first churro in an amusement park. Which one? Uh, out in California. It was either Knott's Berry Farm or uh, Disneyland. I'd never had a churro before. I didn't uh, try to pretend it was a wiener, but I, I did really enjoy it as a dessert. My first churro was in Los Angeles. Okay. And because I had honestly never seen one before. I don't think I had either. Uh, and I was a kid, and I guess they hadn't made their way out to the Midwest right. where I lived. And I was not expecting the cinnamony sugar uh-huh. awesomeness that they are. It's and I was decadent. So delighted and wonderful. Yeah. Uh, we, uh, do we have to break? Because I have a. Uh, you have a pudding you, story. You don't know. I um when you mentioned uh, L A uh, and and uh, Los, Angeles, Los Angeles, Los Angeles, right? The notion popped into my head of you couldn't used to you, um, you, you used to not be able to get to um, certain foods outside of certain areas in this country, right? Mm-hmm. So when you were growing up, could you get good Mexican food in St. Louis? Uh, yeah, there was this place. I loved it. It was called Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I heard about and, that. No, there were, there were a couple of good restaurants. Yeah, Gallardo's was one of them. And, you couldn't um, get it here for a really long time. No kidding. Yeah, until like the mid-80s, maybe late-80s, and, and then finally it started working its way into Philadelphia. When but they I, started including Mexico on the map. Well, my, my family, I have family in L.A., and they would come and visit us here, yeah. and they couldn't find good Mexican restaurants when we were kids growing up. And so mm. I, I'm just, I was just curious about how it was in St. Louis. We okay. had a place growing up that was pot- Anchovia was the place, okay. and and, and uh, I I hated. I thought I hated Mexican food, <laughs> and then I realized later on, no. It turns out I adore Mexican. Yeah, food. yeah. Yes. You just hate Panchovias. <laughs> <laughs> Mexican desserts are an underrated dessert. I'm with you. Yes. Oh yep. God, uh, no, I'm out. Oh no? really? You oh, don't like a tres leche? N- no. Oh, tres leches. Oh, no. Dos leches. Sabado night thing. <laughs> Sabado noche. No, that's like the worst noche. part of going to a Mexican restaurant. I love Mexican food from start to finish. Uh, dessert, Ooh. no thanks. Look at the Mexican that. chocolate brownie. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, agree to disagree. Okay. We have to break. Uh, thank you very much for the food chat, the connoisseur. Uh, we're going to come back. We're going to go live on Fox Good Day. We are going to reveal some new things in the rock shop. We are going to have your chance to win $500. We have the bizarre file. Dear God, it's going to be the greatest break in radio history. Oh, my God. Don't miss it. We'll be right back. What's new? Glad you asked. ACDC. Royal Blood. Deftones. New music. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. So we're going to go live on Fox Good Day. We probably got like 30 seconds or so. uh, 30. In a moment. So we will have that. And then listen, after we talk with those guys, we have a little bit of time left. Uh, because we're going to shoot for uh, No Sad Dough right at 8 o'clock. But if you have a little bit of time in between there, we'll have to talk about some of the items in the rock shop uh, that are up for a flash sale, which is uh, pretty cool. So I'm looking forward to sharing that. All right, here we go on Fox Good Day with the music. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Preston and Steve, what's up? Hey! Morning, guys. Hi, you've heard about the squirrel situation today. We'd like to have your viewers help us out today by... Maybe turn it on their TVs and and name the squirrel. We need a name. Oh, okay. So I did not know we were going to do a name the squirrel thing. Absolutely. Are there any uh, any bids coming in yet or? Um, not yet. This is uh, just that just was off the top of my head. <laughs> I like it. What, what, what are your preferences now that you've incited the uh, the listeners to name the squirrel? What have you come up with? 
Well, you said Rocky earlier. Let's see. We can no. incorporate your slogan. What's your slogan again? Uh, everything that, uh, that rocks. rocks. Rocky. Uh, everything that Rocky. Yeah, they don't like that. No. Uh, Okay. I, I like a big when it when it comes to pet names. I like a big full title. Yes, uh, you know, like, uh, I, like we Mr. we had a goldfish one time, and I wanted to name it Chief Brody. <laughs> yeah, my Jaws didn't want to go with from that. Jaws. Yeah, yeah, from Jaws. Yeah, and they didn't want to go with that. But I always like a title. Like you know, we had uh, um, a former uh, employee here. Her cat unfortunately passed away recently, but his name oh. was oh. Mister Sir Sean Connery. That was the name of her cat. <laughs> that's that's yeah, a name that it. has character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Maybe we should give it a name from, like, the Bridgerton show. Do you guys watch that? I have seen a little bit of it. It's very sexy, and, and yeah. uh, squirrels do eat nuts. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. Duke of Hastings or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Kathy, you watch that. You're, you're, you, Kathy yeah, loves yeah. all that. She says she's a big fan of the constant sex. Who's yeah. the, the gossip uh, Who's the gossip gal on that? Uh, Lady, Lady uh, Whistledown. Lady Whistledown. Yes. There you go. There's your squirrel name. That's your squirrel. Lady <laughs> Whistledown. Like We're just assuming it's a Fun, female. Fuzzy yeah. Whistledown. Yeah. Or something Fuzzy like that. Whistle. Oh, that works. Oh, name that's that's something. pretty good. Yeah. By the way, it's <laughs> hanging upside down. I guess I never realized how long squirrels can be upside down. For. I mean, you think the blood is rushing to his head? Like, is he okay? Well, you would think. Uh, yeah. I, I, I assume nature in its infinite wonder allowed uh, squirrels to be listen, inverted. Squirrels are a, a wild species. There was a, a deadly. Time, listen, I was playing golf one time, and I happened to be on a tee box waiting for the group in front of us to play through. And behind me in a tree was a squirrel mating session that was oh, going on. Wow. Not a pleasant affair. So it was really? not consensual. Oh, my goodness. They, If you ever have a moment on YouTube, type in squirrel <laughs> oh, mating. Really? It's an eye-opener. Like, like very... Violent, cavernous, yes. loud, and, and it's, it's fur flying. It's crazy, <laughs> man. And then no they idea. brought in a third partner. Oh, my yeah, goodness. It was... No. Squirrel threesome. a weasel. What do you think, honey? Uh, it sounds like you've made weasel. that suggestion before, Mike. <laughs> it's a ferret, man. Kind of this weasel thing right now. I had to dump the guy. He was into weasels. <laughs> oh, apparently, our, our photographer and reporter... Uh, Steve Keeley is on this story. Oh, okay. Uh, lead story. Uh, uh, right <laughs> the lead today? I'll tell you what, that Steve Keeley's a good man. He's a good reporter. He is a good yeah. man. Um, we've been removed from the school grounds, the property, and so we're on public property now, out on the sidewalk. Okay. So shooting through a fence. Have you talked? Squirrel is moving. The squirrel is moving. Oh, oh yeah, God. I see it. Have now. you been able to talk to the squirrel's family members for perhaps <laughs> to intercede, are... like a crisis yeah. intervention? Steve, we're efforting that at this time. All right. Uh, it takes time for these things to happen. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's probably going to be. proud to say that this is an exclusive. There you go. Oh, no other station is wow. Look right at you guys. No, no, no. There was talk that another station in town had a meerkat that they were talking to, oh. but. <laughs> can you, you guys, I'm sure you have a drone with a camera. You can get in close and maybe communicate. And, and shoot oh it. God. That's brilliant. <laughs> Kill it. We need yeah. someone no. to get in a squirrel costume and go over there, maybe. Yeah, just. Hold on a second. I think we have an, a better filter so we can get a closer shot of the squirrel. Can we take the squirrel oh shot God. again in the control? Take the shot. Take the shot. <laughs> take the no, Steve, not that type oh, of filter. Oh, no, 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 not that um, filter. Oh, not that filter. Oh, no, the wrong filter. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Hey, wh why hey, is by this the way, happy birthday, Preston. Oh, oh. thank you, guys. Happy and we thank got you. him a squirrel. Thank oh you very God. much. I appreciate that. We got him a squirrel, and, and it escaped. We can't find it. So. The squirrel's turning. <laughs> it's over in Camden. Uh, thanks, guys. Thank right, you. Guys. We'll right, see bye you bye later. Bye. All right. <laughs> I had no idea. There's a, yeah, there's a crazy squirrel incident. They have It's trapped in, in between a... Uh, 
uh, a gate that is uh, covers a, a window. Uh, and it's between the window and the gate, essentially. And so he's just hanging out there. I think squirrels are smarter than we think they are. I have a squirrel that teases my cats every single day. Yeah. Comes to the window, comes to the door, and, like, kind of is there to, like, hang out and play. But, like, knows that the cats get um, upset and will we'll go from the door to yeah. the window, wait for the cat at the window, then go back to the door. Like, it plays with them. What you I say is it. true because if you ever looked at squirrel SAT scores. Yeah. Right? I know. Incredible. Right. Yeah. Especially the verbal. By the way, if, you, if you've never seen, and listen, I know it's eight. We got we to do this. But uh, watch squirrels trying to eat on those anti-squirrel <laughs> bird feeders. <They're> great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Oh, my God. Some yeah. of them spin around when they get yeah. on. And they just hang on for dear life. We've, it's hilarious. Oh, we got squirrels humping here in the studio. We've got a squirrel picnic like bench that has a little uh, cup on the top of it. And so they come up and it it literally looks like they're sitting at the picnic I bench. I that. Having yeah, a cup. That's great. Do, you have a, do they have squirrel hot tubs? Little okay. tiny ones? Oh we God. have to do this. All oh. right. 93.3 WMMR presents. No all right, here we go, gang. We got a word for you. It is cross, C-R-O-S-S. And you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. Three ways to do that. Via text to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, you can enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. And one random entry wins $500 in this company-wide contest. And that person will get a call from Beasley. So... Be sure to answer your phone. Contest rules are at WMMR.com, and it is sponsored by Stakem. Once again, the word is CROSS, C-R-O-S-S. Good luck to you. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. Brought to you by Horizon Services. They take the stress out of your winter heating problems by taking $50 off any heating repair. Two-year guarantee included. You can visit horizonservices.com. Uh, let's see. We will start with this. Kathy, this talks about the company Target, the store. Mm-hmm. They're the latest company to drop uh, Choco, I believe is how you pronounce this. Chowco. It's C-H-A-O-K-O-H. It's a coconut milk, and they're doing it over allegations of forced Monkey labor. No! People for the ethical treatment of animals said the retailer will no longer sell the product because of its alleged ties to monkey labor. Uh, Choka's Thai suppliers accused of forcing monkeys to pick coconuts from the trees. In a statement, Target said that it takes those claims seriously and removed the product in November. I've never heard of monkey labor before. No. According to I PETA, assume when they give birth they have that, but otherwise this is not uh, this is not good for the monkeys. According to PETA, 26,000 stores, including chains Wegmans, Food Lion, and Stop and Shop, have cut ties with coconut milk brand. How do uh, they-, they have denied the allegations, by the way. Choke up. Uh, it uh, previously said it audited its coconut plantations using a third party and found no use of monkeys for coconut harvesting. Other stores have already dropped the product, including Costco. So you want to unionize. Maybe they need to. A woman stabbed her husband several times after thinking she found photos of him with a younger woman. It turns out that she herself was oh, that other woman. The photo of the couple was taken years ago when they were dating Police in Sonora, Mexico said. <laughs> Authorities reportedly arrested, uh, they reported that the suspect identified only as Lenora N., was arrested for wounding her husband, Juan. How many times did she stab him, Preston? uh, With a knife after finding uh, several photos of his his cell phone. I don't know. 
<laughs> Is uh, that me? Gosh, I really have let myself go. Sorry about that. Uh, the husband who managed to take the knife from her explained that the photos were of them back when they were more youthful and slim. Ye gads, I gotta stop with the churros. Juan apparently convinced his wife that he had digitized the old snapshots to store on his cell phone. Who is this whore? Fortunately for the man, the police arrived at the scene after neighbors heard screaming and sounds of a scuffle. The woman was being detained by authorities pending charges, by the look way. Look at the slutty look on this woman's face. It's you. Yeah. A New Hampshire septic company found a wedding ring while cleaning out a truck and was able to return the beloved item to its relieved owner. You can keep it. Yeah. Uh, Rowell's Services said uh, employees were cleaning out a truck earlier in January when they found a wedding ring that had somehow ended up among the sewage. That's miraculous, though. Officials said the wedding ring was uh, the second such discovery in the past four years. I think I would go picking through the sewage, too, if I had the opportunity. Uh, The ring ended up the subject of a news broadcast which came to the attention of Andrew Wu, whose wedding ring went missing in December, by the way. (laughs) That's him. He said, I knew I went to work with my ring, and I take my ring off all the time. Probably a bad habit when I change clothes and scrubs. He's a surgeon. Uh. He said, but uh, then I went home without it, so I knew I had lost it, and, of course, it was frustrating. Rowell's Services co-owner, Mandy Hagen, said that the ring was cleaned and shined before returning it to Wu. Uh, Wu said that he now has a $5 ring that he wears to work to keep the more expensive band safe. An elderly Spanish woman stunned her family when she showed up at her nursing home more than a week after they were told that she had died of COVID-19. Man. Rogelia Blanco's relatives were informed the 85-year-old woman died of the virus on January 13th and that her funeral was the next day. (laughs) Welcome back, Gum Gum. Uh, They were unable to attend due to protocols in place for the pandemic. But on Saturday, 10 days later, she arrived back at the home in northern Spain. I'm back! Her husband, who also lives there, was in a state of shock. He said, I couldn't believe it. I was crying after the death of my wife. The confusion happened when Blanco and other residents who tested positive for COVID-19 were transferred to another home about 139 miles away for specialized treatment late last month. The woman who died was, in fact, Blanco's roommate. Oh. And an identification error during the process of transfer led to the death of one of them being certified on January 13th, although the identity was wrongly assigned. I'm so glad your roommate died. Uh, The foundation expressed its regret and called the mix-up, quote, an unfortunate (laughs) incident. You would be leveled. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. All right, and then uh, let's end with uh, this one. A Tennessee Supreme Court, the Tennessee Supreme Court suspended the license of a Nashville attorney after discovering he posted advice on Facebook about how to make deadly force look like self-defense. After a woman made a post on Facebook in 2017 seeking advice on how to handle pos- how to handle possible abuse of her or harassment by her ex-partner, an attorney, Winston B. Sitton, encouraged her to lure the man into her home and shoot him. <laughs> he advised her to claim the man broke in with her uh, with a uh, with a plan to harm her. He said, even with the new stand your ground law, uh, the Castle Doctrine is a far safer basis for use of deadly force. Uh, and this is according to an opinion filed in the state's high court. He later posted that the woman should quote delete her post if she was serious. And he said, as a lawyer, I advise you to keep mum about this if you're remotely serious. Your defense is that you are afraid for your life 
uh, revenge of premeditation of any sort will be used against you at trial. This is a lawyer posting this. Are you looking to stage a crime scene? Give us a call anytime, day or night. Uh, following Sitton's advice, the woman deleted her post, but not before her ex saw the comments. Uh, the court's majority opinion shows the man wow. handed over uh, screenshots of the conversation to the district attorney who alerted the Board of Professional Responsibility. Hearing panel found Sitton to be unpo- unapologetic for his comments. Yeah. He maintained he did nothing wrong in his, with his advice. Uh, the board recommended a sentence license be suspended for 60 days, but after reviewing the comments, the Tennessee Supreme Court determined the sanction was inadequate. Uh, Sitton claimed that his comments were sarcastic and part of his dark humor. Uh, he argued before a hearing... Dark humor carries so well over the internet. A hearing panel that he, a lawyer for 30 years, wasn't stupid enough to post the advice in a public forum if he was actually serious. Yeah. The court suspended his license for four years with one year on active suspension and the rest on probation, so... A bit of an idiot for doing that. And there you go. That is what we have in the bizarre file for you now. All right. You still have five minutes left to to get the word cross over to us. You can text to us, 45911, or go to the MMR app or at WMMR.com. We also have a secret text word. Ooh. If you're interested in winning that text word, secret 39333. It's a movie, Redemption Day, that we can set you up with. And I have an announcement about some stuff that have gone on sale in the MMR Rock Shop. It is a flash sale, so these items are limited. They're not going to last uh, too long. In aisle number two is the Preston and Steve Good Morning It Coffee. Oh! Now, do you have? Do we have one yet? We do not have one yet. I oh, s- I love this I, idea. I've actually not seen the mock-up of it. I saw a. I assume that it's what it's going to look like. Nick is pulling it up now. Is that what Greg Monahan had done a graphic? Is there's, that what that was? There's a poster of me holding up a yeah. coffee mug, and yeah, that's it. That is the. And it says, "Oh, good, I love it." Good morning, it on it. By the way, let me tell people uh, we. We have to buy this stuff through the rock shop as well because it's that limited. And I have gotten screwed out of things by not jumping on and getting stuff in time. So I have purchased it. I love it, Preston. Here's the graphic up on the screen right here. Yeah, I want to get one of these. Yeah, I'm getting one of those. It's uh, So it's um, it's uh, now available, but you need to order by Wednesday, February 3rd. So I'm going to I'm gonna hit this kind of hard because we're going to run out of time. It's next Wednesday uh, that it wraps up. And also in aisle two, I love this. It is the Pierre Beard tie-dyed face mask. It's back in stock, very limited quantities, and the uh, it's also we have the Preston Steve 2021 Totally Office calendar poster, which is available if you want to get that too. Ah, so but the but the Pierre Beard mask is hilarious. Casey wears it from time to time, <laughs> and good. I have to do a double take <laughs> because from a slight distance it looks like Casey's smiling with his yeah, yeah. With, with Pierre's signature white beard. And it's great. So that is available for purchase as well. You can get them now at the MMR Rock Shop at WMMR.com. And also added to aisle one is the Brent Porsche logo hats and shirts. All that and more available now. So make sure that you get them. The Good Morning at Coffee Mug, the Pierre uh, Beard Mask, and just added the Brent Porsche logo hats and shirts. That's great. So get on that now. Available at WMMR.com. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in just a moment. Stay with us. We've got some guests and good stuff coming up. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Steven's brand new deep navy blue and sparkling 24-karat gold dipped Twinkle Twinkle Rose is here. 
Don't miss out. Imagine the blue color of the sky just before the sun sets when you can start to see all the stars sparkling in the night sky. See Stevens' exclusive Twinkle Twinkle Rose now at IHateStevenSinger.com. Real jewelers, real roses with a real lifetime guarantee. Ship fast and free. Check out the entire collection of Stevens' famous roses starting at only $59. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Stevens' brand new deep navy blue and sparkling 24 karat gold dipped Twinkle Twinkle Rose is here. Don't miss out. Imagine the blue color of the sky just before the sun sets when you can start to see all the stars sparkling in the night sky. See Stevens' exclusive Twinkle Twinkle Rose now at IHateStevenSinger.com. Real jewelers, real roses with a real lifetime guarantee. Ship fast and free. Check out the entire collection of Stevens' famous roses starting at only $59. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're going to get to our buddy Gary Goldman around 9 o'clock. Um, and we're going to talk to Michael Chiklis around 9.30 or so. More opportunities to win money today with no sad though. We have a secret text word as well. A chance for a movie, which is a redemption day. Uh, so a bunch of stuff to get in on. In the meantime, though, saw this interesting article on BuzzFeed. And uh, they were spotlighting a guy named Ryan who on uh, TikTok... Uh, asked other users to share, quote, the most messed up thing you did as a kid that you still feel guilty about today. And, you know, I think it stopped short of, like, really physically hurting anybody because that's right. headed down a pretty scary path. But there's some interesting stories in here, and uh, you might reminisce a little bit. All right. And if you feel like airing these things. Things that you want to confess to? Certainly. You can, you can give us a call and let us know. And some of them are a little bit goofy but with a dark side to them so this particular guy who the story kicks off with said that he came up with a plan to split up his parents in order to get two christmases oh Oh my god God. so he was 11 years old right hired a hooker he said when i was in fifth grade me and my friends were talking at recess about what we wanted for Christmas. And one of the kids was like, well, yeah, I get two Christmases now because my parents got divorced last year. So my immediate thought was, wow, I want two Christmases too. So after school that day, I went home. (laughs) I made a Match.com account for my mom, and I left it up on my dad's work laptop. That's insidious. That's that's mentally deranged. I mean, that that, you you need therapy. He was 11. You know, he's still a kid at that point. He, uh, he checked his email that night, found it, packed my mom's bags, and she went to a hotel room. No. He said, I immediately felt regret, and the next day we had a family meeting with my brothers, and they told us they were getting a divorce. Seconds after they said that, I said, it was me, and it was because I wanted two Christmases. So so within, in less than a day, they, she finds something that she feels incriminating, and then they go right to divorce? Well, that's what he says. He said, my parents and my two older brothers did not look at me or talk to me for two months after that, but I was 11. By the way, they're still together. So his right. parents are right, still, good. in fact, married and together. That seems like a healthy family. Here's another one. Uh, he said this, uh, he goes, this neighborhood kid stole my skateboard, and I asked his dad if he could come out and play. When he did, when he came out to play, I was waiting on a hill with a rock, and I chucked a rock in his general direction. He didn't mean to hit him, hit him dead in the face and oh, broke his nose. Jesus. Oh, I thought I was going to I was telling you not to physically hurt anybody. No stories like that. <laughs> this is uh-huh. loony. Yeah. He said it was horrible, and I'm sorry. Yeah, well, listen, so there's stuff that's like that where you... 
there was a kid in my neighborhood who was one of the, I mean, okay, so we might end up down this road anyway, who was sort of the bad seed kid. Yeah. Uh, and and he, his game was to be in the backyard and when you hear a car coming, throw rocks over the house. Oh, my God. And he got other kids to do this. And I remember like, should I do this? And I did not. Okay. I was a good boy. But, yeah, one of those those things where you can, hey, that seems like a good idea. Here's one. This is this is bad. Man. Uh, it says, my friend and like I the- were annoyed at another friend, so we made a map and a plan to lose her in the forest. Oh my god! <laughs> these are these are criminal acts. It was third or fourth grade, but still, that's awful. She said. Do now you, they didn't go through with it, but they uh, did. You they ever had the plan? Did you ever grow up? Did you have a bad seed in the neighborhood? Like, did you have someone who was not in the neighborhood? Now, when I was in, yeah, when I was in junior high, there was a guy that uh, like held his parents at knife point <laughs> and locked them in the basement. Huh. I mean, that was a little crazy. That's a yeah. Bad seed. That's not a good seed. No, you're not. There were lots of bad guess what my Guess what my sweetheart did? Held us at night point in the basement. Mm. I'm another, so proud. Another guy who would huff free on, you know, the oh, stuff that cool. you put in your, your air conditioning really? unit. Yeah. yeah. I had a friend who, um, Queen Bee, she uh, had somebody else call and leave a voicemail on her boyfriend's uh, answering machine to break up with him. And she made up like a whole story about how she thought that he cheated on her and this whole thing. And she did it because her ex-boyfriend was coming back home for a few days. Oh, really? <laughs> so did she regret it? And then, no. And then after she was like, oh, my God, you're right. It's not true. I, I don't know why I didn't believe you. God. So she wanted to have a plausible reason for for getting with the old so boyfriend was, for a little bit. Right, she wasn't with the current boyfriend. Yeah. So when the old boyfriend came back and they hooked up, she wasn't cheating on him. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then after he left, he had moved away. I was wrong. After he left, he, the, this poor guy was like, no, he was like in love with her. He's like, no, what are you talking about? I'm not. <gasps> there's nobody else. What are you saying? And to then, think I've had every part of his body in my mouth. I feel so ashamed. <laughs> oh. And then after, after the weekend, she was like, you know what? I forgive you. Oh, wow. Thank you for forgiving me. And I'm just right. spent in general. Here's another one. It says, uh, he says, we committed a hit and run at 12 and 13 <gasps> years old and told no one. Uh, but listen to how this happened. He said, so my dad had to go return a library book. He left us in the waiting car with the car running. My brother thought it would be hilarious to jump into the driver's side seat, reverse out, and pick up my dad at the door and be like, ha-ha, we moved the car. Oh As he was pulling out, he bangs into this minivan like hard. My dad's car is fine. The minivan is messed up. We just put it back in park. We jumped back over to our seats, and we were like, we are going to be in so much trouble. What are we going to do? My dad gets back into the car. We were silent, and as we're pulling away, both of us look at each other. This mom comes back to her minivan, and you can just hear her screaming, and they left, and that was it. Oh, man. (laughs) That... I don't know. I think some of these are, I just was a kid and made a mistake. Some things are going to set you off on a path of crime. Right. Well, I don't know if that would set them off on a path of crime. Oh, you never know. Uh, Here's one. says, when I was in pre-K-4, I collected a bunch of rocks in my shoes from the playground, and I was putting them in both of my ears. I put like five in one. I put like five in one, empty them out, and then uh, do the other ear. So in my left ear, I put six rocks in, emptied them out, and only five came out. At this point, I'm freaking out because I don't want to tell my mom that I put rocks in my ears. So I lied, and I said that a kid from school was throwing rocks at me at recess. And one hit his, get into his ear? Yeah, he's four years old. Yeah, yeah. 
is that we're four years old. They had to go to the hospital, and I had to uh, get put to sleep so they could take it out. Oh, wow. Then go to the school. It was a huge thing. The kid is bawling in the principal's office, and I'm accusing him like, you did it. Stop lying. And he was crying. Wow. Whoa. Well, when you're a kid and you're scared crapless, you start pointing the fingers. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, so I told you the story about I was, you know, somehow I got it in my mind. that, You know, yeah, I, 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 I bought the line that... Rocks were dinosaur eggs, <laughs> and I figured, well, fossil fuel, you know, and then that that's how you get gas. Yeah. And so my friends and I figured we'd help my dad out, cut costs, and <laughs> started putting pebbles in the gas tank of the car. Oh, my God. <laughs> do you ruin a car like that? You can bet your ass. You have yeah. to do a lot of work on it, yeah, I yeah. imagine. Uh, let me go to, let's go to Phil. Hey, Phil, good morning. Ah, Durka, Durka, Durka. Mm. Phil, what's up, buddy? What's going on? So... I was like 12, maybe, and I got punished for something by my dad, who had a uh, 79 Camaro. And I got so angry and still feel so bad that in the middle of the night, I woke up, grabbed a steak knife from the kitchen drawer, and went out and just started cutting into his dashboard. Oh, Oh, my God. That's nuts! Nothing was ever said about it. And years later, I I still feel with this because we're car people. That's, That's what we love. And I brought it up to my dad and said, hey, dad, how did you not rip into me for doing that? And he said, you know, if I started in with that, I would have killed you. Yeah. So I just did nothing. Right. Well, he was, he was probably afraid you would kill him. Yeah. I, I, but, but it, it, oh, my God, I still feel so yeah. anxious about I can't believe I actually did that. I, I have a feeling that stuff like this, and, we, you know, we're starting to get some calls. But Thanks, it, Phil. It will haunt Thanks. you. Yeah. It's You know, because hopefully you become a... A person who would not think about doing that, but it's one of those, I can't believe I did that. All right, this one's kind of fun. Uh, It's called The Fundraiser Thief. So he said, I was in junior high. Uh, We had this fundraiser where it was basically just a blind bag. You would give them a dollar. You would reach in and get a starburst. The odds were weighted so that most people just got a pink one, and all they got was the starburst. But for orange, you got your money back. And if you got a red... You got $2, and if you got a yellow, you got $10. Okay. Nice. So he said that school also had a vending machine where you could get a whole pack of Starburst for $1. So I did that with my first dollar instead. I put a yellow one in my sleeve so that when I reached into the bag, I always got $10. So he was basically palming the, uh, yeah. yeah. He said they were like, oh, my God, this kid's so lucky. I was stealing from a fundraiser that was feeding other kids. You you know, UNICEF, they used to send kids out. with. I had it, and I always forgot to, like, well, not always, twice forgot to give the... uh, the thing over to the school. So, you know, like twice I stole from UNICEF. Yeah. I've been having to deal with that all my life. I hate mm-hmm. this topic because all I'm doing right now is just thinking about all the terrible things I did as a kid and in yeah. an adolescent. And I'm just here to tell everybody listening. Well, what's your. I'm a horrible person. <laughs> I'm a terrible, terrible human being. So if you ever hear me trying to build myself up like I'm a good guy, I'm not. I'm. No, 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 terrible. You're, you're a good person now. You, you've, you've done things. Now that, that you've done your damage. In your youth and your stupidity. Yeah. Uh, that you look back upon, and you've learned from that. Yeah, you know so I, mean? uh, I don't know if I ever talked about this one. <laughs> okay, um, do tell. Please, yeah. So when, when I played football, they put us on corners around the neighborhood uh, at, like, traffic lights, and we collected money in our football helmets yeah. for, I guess, the football program. Who knows who it was going to. This is for a, uh, a football program. Yeah. 
Well, I don't know if it went to I the know. football team or if it went to the school sure, or, or what it went to. Do what you're told. But I walked away with like 60, 70 bucks. Whoa! You know? Yeah. You kept it all? No, not all of it. That How much? Just, that would How just much? be stealing. I How probably, much did you pocket? I Casey raised five dollars. I was collecting, I was collecting pennies for UNICEF, so there's no way I made fifty or sixty bucks. No, I probably, you know, handed in a couple hundred bucks, but yeah, I kept a whole bunch for myself. I don't feel so bad. Freaking now. thief, man! I'm terrible. Wow. Be ashamed of yourself. I am. I, I, I now really, I feel much better. I have done nothing. How long have you been talking here? I've done nothing for uh, except for think about how horrible I am for the past ten minutes. All right. Well, you want to feel not so bad? Let me go to some calls. I have Steve on the line. Steve, good morning. Good morning. Hey, good morning. It. What's up, Steve? <laughs> so this is this is pretty wild. This is about. 20, years ago. Hey, can you go into the same room with the phone? Well, hang on. <laughs> I, I think, do you, do you have it on speakerphone, Steve? It's really hard to hear you. Yeah, is that better? Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Steve. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're, we're, oh, there you go. There we go. All right, go ahead. Is that better? Yeah. Much better, much better. All right. So back when I was, I'm 44 now. So this was back when I was 20 years old. I had a friend, Jill. She worked at Perkins. She wanted to play a joke on the other waiter named Dan. Dan poured hot sauce in one of her coffees to give to a customer. Okay. And she got nailed for that. So she had me go into Perkins around 10 o'clock at night, sit in the table by the, by the bathroom. I gave Dan a note that said, give me $500 in five minutes or I'm going to start shooting at random. Oh, my God. He gave... I, I, <laughs> He gave it to the manager. Everybody was in on it, guys. Everyone was in on it except for Dan. Oh, wow. He, he gave it to the manager. Rob, the manager, comes out to me. And he's like, dude, we got an issue. Dan took off. I'm like, holy crap, what the hell am I supposed to do? So Jill is in the car on the outside of the window watching this under a blanket in the back seat. So I take off. I go into the kitchen. I go out the back door. Here, there's cops hugging the side of 309. Oh, he's so... This is Perkins in Montgomeryville. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Right next to Denny's. Yeah. So I, I go, I, <laughs> I run out the kitchen, out the back door, I get in the car, we take off. So we make a right down North Wales Road, and we go to pull into the mall. I take off my coat. She takes off her hat. <sighs> she gets her Perkins stuff on. We get back in the car, and I'm like, Jill, I want to see what's going on. So doofus me pulls back into the parking lot again. <laughs> so I pull in, and I see a cop. Talking to the talking to Dan and a detective dusting prints off my mug. Oh no! <laughs> we pull back out of North Wales Road. They pull us over, Preston. They pull us over. Going back into the mall. There's a canine coming up to our car. Another cop was already talking to Jill, saying, "What were you guys pulling out of uh, Circuit City um, entrance there for?" And she's like, "Oh, I was just grabbing my check. I work there." And they're like, "All right, we got the wrong guys. Let's go. See you later." So we go home. We call Rob's like, dude, there's 14 cops looking for Steve. They had a picture of me in Perkins for like four months. I never stepped into a Perkins since. And I feel horrible now. Wow. So, so it was a big, it was a big, was it sort of a, like a revenge joke that went completely awry? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So did anybody ever level with Dan? No. Well, yeah, actually, we had a, we had a birthday. See, Jill's eccentric, man. I love her. But she, we had a birthday for her. And for her birthday, she wanted people to share stories. 
Well, you know what my story was, and Dan was there at the at the at the um, at the birthday party. So Dan's like, I guess the joke was on you guys because the cops were looking for you. Yeah, no kidding. It hey, backfired. that was a good one. All right, thanks, all thanks, right, Steve. Thank wow. All right. Uh, all right, we're looking for stories from when you were a kid. <laughs> Not when Not you were committing your 20s legal felonies. And doing that, but I wanted to hear that one out. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay. Uh, here's another interesting one from this uh, BuzzFeed article, and I've never heard of these before. Uh, this uh, person said, when I was in middle school, I got a pair of soap shoes. You guys ever heard of soap shoes? I have not. He said, they're basically rollerblades that don't have blades, so you could just grind on stuff. Said so. Me and my friends went to the playground, and my friends didn't have soap shoes, so they couldn't grind on stuff. So we went to the grocery store, bought a big can of Crisco, rubbed it all over everything on the playground, so that my friends could do the grinds. The next day, a newsletter came out to the school and was like, "Somebody put grease all over the playground." Oh my! Several kids fell and got hurt, and it was awful. But we were just trying to do soap shoe stuff. <laughs> And I never owned up to it until right at this moment. And I am sorry. And I'm sorry if you were one of those kids that got hurt. Soap shoes. Not familiar. Yeah. But they greased up everything on the playground. Another one says, I think I was five. I went into a public restroom. And they must have been doing maintenance or something because there was stuff all over the floor, including screws. And my child brain was like, this looks important. You shouldn't leave this lying around. What if somebody takes it? So I flushed all the screws down the toilet. Oh, my gosh. And I was thinking, well, now they'll learn not to leave things lying around. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you do stuff like that. Yeah. You're, it's a kid brain. They're, you know, they're, they're not thinking. Uh, like, let me go to Jared here. Hey, Jared, good morning. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Most messed up thing you've done as a kid? Uh, it was just so innocent at the time. Me and my buddies, we found this awesome box of, what, three, four-inch nails? Yep. Uh, so, you know, we're bored. What do you do with them? Oh, let's put them in tree bark and put them in the middle of the road. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> Two flat tires? Probably, you probably got at least a dozen cars, man. I swear to this a day. A dozen cars? <laughs> so you were doing yeah. ho- homemade spike strips? Sorry? You were doing homemade spike strips like the police use. Oh, yeah, but, like, legit nails. They had to probably go to the gas station. <laughs> oh, man. Now, wow. Yeah. And you didn't get busted, though, Jared? No, I did not get busted, and you guys are, like, the one of three people that probably know right now. <laughs> all right. Well, it's a few, a few more, more than now. three now, but uh, all right, Jared. Hopefully your confession will make you feel a little bit better. Jeez. Thanks, yeah. All right. See you later. Uh, let me go next to Tiffany. Hi, Tiffany. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. So we're talking about stuff you did as a kid. You probably regret one of the most more messed up things you did. Well, I was about 12 years old, and I went over to a friend's house, and we prank phone call QVC. Well, we thought, hey, this is fun. Let's do it again. So she came over to my house another night. And we did more. We called QVC, Home Shopping Network, anything that was on late night we could get a hold of, we called. Well, QVC apparently did not like us calling and pretending that we were going to buy stuff and not commit. Right. I kept saying, oh, let me talk to my husband and we'll decide if we want to buy this and I'll get back to you. So (laughs) next thing I know. We called so many that the cops called my house and talked to my dad. And my dad's like, uh, I don't know what she was doing, but let me get her. 
And needless to say, I got my butt chewed out. Wow. So, so how many times did you say you called? Uh, I called probably 10, 15. Wow. And they were able to secure your number and get back to you. I assume it's caller ID or something of that nature, right? Yeah. Not, right. not back then, no. All right, so, you know, they had their own detective force, you know, QVC, I guess, at that time. But yeah. the fact they got you so quickly is pretty wild. Yeah. All right, thanks, well, Tiffany. Because, yeah. Yeah, don't have for QVC. All right, I want to go to uh, Ralph. Uh, Ralph, good morning. Good morning, Gedzooks, guys. Gedzooks. So we're talking about messed up thing you did as a kid. Okay, so when I was about 16, I just got my license, and... Me and a couple of my friends would go around and we would steal the money out from underneath the trash can that the oh. trash men would get. So uh-huh. you you would rob so people would like tip their uh, their trash collectors and you were one of the people going around stealing the money under the lids. Yes, I was. <sighs> have you, have I feel you tra- horrible about it now, so I tip my trash men incredibly extra. There you go. <laughs> well, there you They're go. You're out. trying to make <laughs> Amends. Thanks, man. That's good. Yeah. Uh, here's a text. says, uh, my friends and I burnt down 17 acres of woods when we were about 13 years old. Oh, my God. You can, commi- you can commiserate. I did that. You started I, a I, fire. I, I started a brush fire, man. And, uh, you know, I was just playing with matches. Yep. Me and me and my friends just lighting fires. It was fun. We were. I was probably in, I don't know, fourth grade, fifth grade, something like that. And uh, this, this field caught on fire and... Oh my God! Did we go crazy stomping that fire out? <laughs> and I got found out. Did you? Because I melted my shoes. Uh, <laughs> the bottom of them were. Who there discovered? Was, there was just no getting. My mom did. Yeah. There was just no getting around it. Oh and, man! And, uh, I got in a bunch of trouble for that. I got busted for lighting a few fires. Here's actually. another fire story, Preston. That just came in a text. Uh, it says that about ten or eleven, me and my cousin were really into fire. Idiots! It says here in. in <laughs> Uh, uh, parentheses. Uh, we lit a trash can on fire at the baseball park. We tried to put it out, but it got too big. So we threw an orange road cone over the fire oh, to try and no. smother it. No. Then ran away. Hours later, we go back. The entire field is covered in smoke. And the cone had been smoldering the entire time. There was so much smoke, you couldn't see the outfield we ran away and never said anything. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I did. My dad busted me one time. So we would, <laughs> my buddy uh, and I would take, uh, we'd take hot dogs and we'd wrap them up <laughs> in um, in tinfoil. Right. And then you'd take a cardboard box. Yeah. And then you would put the, uh, you'd put the, the, the foil wrapped hot dogs in the cardboard box and then light the box on fire. And when the fire would go out, you'd take out, open up the, the foil and the hot dogs were cooked perfectly wow like they tasted great it sounds fantastic and we're, we're like and this. it seems like it's completely safe and we've got this but this is in the woods mind yes that we're doing what could go okay. wrong so we're we're in the woods and we like this this box is fully engulfed and i hear this motorcycle revving up and it crests this hill it's my dad on his motorcycle uh, like like a, a dirt yeah, bike yeah, yeah. so he was in the woods yeah and i'm like Oh, it was like, oh, fudge. You know, it was like right from a Christmas story. Big C, my dad was not happy. But you were just trying to cook. Not happy at all. I got I got in big trouble. And there, there was another time, man, me lighting matches around the house. And You're a bit of a pyro. I was. Yeah. I very much so was. Dude, we used to light, we used to take... Um, uh, models like model airplanes, yeah. model, model uh, oh god, yeah, model boats and stuff like a ships and light them on fire. I told you that I pan fried BBs and shot them yeah. into GI Joes. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, there was another time I got busted with 
I'd, I'd put all, I'd lit all these matches, and I put the matches under. And and this, I was probably in kindergarten, uh, under the um, uh, uh, the couch, uh, under the uh, the cushion of the couch, and there was like you know fifty of them there. My dad found them, and he literally kicked my ass across the room. Wow! Oh yeah, <laughs> literally. I mean, mm-hmm. boot to ass. I got <laughs> kicked across the room. Uh, here's another. Uh, thing messed up thing you did when you were a kid when i was younger it says here i thought that i was in a tv show at all times like the truman show i would be in a normal situation and then i would look quote off camera and be like can you believe that this is happening <laughs> breaking down the fourth wall yeah things like that he said so one time in particular my older brother spent all day typing a research paper and he had to help my mom with something so my mom was like live whatever you do do not touch the computer and i was like got it well, the second they left the room, I went over and pretended that I was going to delete it uh, because I'm the evil sister in the TV show that I had created in oh my, my mind. Unfortunately for me, I actually oh deleted God. the research paper, oh, like no. completely deleted oh. it. Oh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> right, the reacting. I find this hard to believe that this happened when someone was a kid, but let's check it out. I'm going to go to Matt. Hey, Matt, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. What's up, Matt? We're talking about a messed up thing you did when you were a kid, you want to admit. It was actually teenage years, but, yeah, me and my best buddy, partner in crime, uh, my now brother-in-law at the time told us about Craigslist hookers, and we had a neighbor we really didn't like. And um, so, yeah, we got one to come from Westchester, and I lived in Lancaster County, so it was a pretty good drive, and it took some convincing. But, yeah, so we got this Craigslist hooker to show up at his door at about 2 in the morning. Oh, my God. Meanwhile, we're sitting in the back of my pickup truck that has a cap on it, watching the whole thing. Oh, no. <laughs> even, <sighs> my buddy even changed his voicemail to match his name. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my how old were you at this point? Would you say? How old were you? You said teenager. Young uh, teenager or older? Around 15, 16. That's pretty devious. It's funny. My uh, buddy told my mom the story way later. I wasn't sure how she was going to react. She thought it was hilarious. <laughs> like the neighbor either. Okay. That's great. But the poor hooker was out the money. Yeah, that's true, yeah, man. She's a working girl. Yeah. Yeah, we, we actually kind of feel bad about it. Do you tip your hookers extra now because you feel so bad? Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, here's another one that says, uh, or here's a text that says, I got a bow and arrow when I was a kid. I used to like to shoot it straight up in the air. Yeah, me too. I did the oh, same man. goddamn thing. But once I was shooting it and it didn't go straight up, and it landed in my neighbor's pool, broke the liner, and flooded their entire yard. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I told you the story, the stupid things you do as a kid. So I've always loved archery and, I, the, you know, that stuff. I went out, Preston. used to be fun to shoot it up in the air and watch it go all the way up. And and, and I didn't realize there was sort of a uh, low fog. Mm-hmm. So the air goes up, and I can't see it anymore. And I, I, I'm run. like, what do I do? Do I run? Do I? And so I, I, like, just stand still, and I hear... And about a half a foot behind me. Oh is my the god! Air. <laughs> that could have gone bad, real yeah, bad. Yeah. Uh, I will go to Joe. Hi, Joe. Good morning. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, man, what's up? So when I was in fourth grade, uh, we had a week's project. We had to write out like historical figures or something like that. I don't remember exactly, but I didn't bring mine in on uh, the day it was supposed to. So I told my teacher that it was in my book bag, but someone took it out. So then I got in trouble, and then the next day I brought it in and stuffed it in someone else's book bag. Catholic oh. school, we had a closet that you put all your book bags in. Right. So I stuffed it in someone else's book bag and told 
the uh, teacher that I heard him talking and saying he stole it out of mine to get me in trouble. You completely well, set him up. So they went into his book bag, found it, and he was actually in trouble for about two weeks where he had to uh, skip recess and go pray with the nuns in the principal's <laughs> office. You actually go play with the nuns? Pray. Pray he with had the nuns. Yeah, pray. Okay. Joe, Joe, do you remember his name? Yeah, Mike. And have you ever fessed up to Mike? No, I haven't. I've actually, the only person I ever told is uh, my best friend and my brother. Really? Mike, do you, do you have any, do you have any uh, inclination to, to get that off your chest and to tell him sometime? Uh, I would, except I've, I haven't heard of him or from him in about uh, 15 years. So. Okay. Well, if Mike is still in the air and is hearing a story and ended up having to spend two weeks praying with nuns uh-huh. because he was set up by a classmate, let us know. I've been going. Thank you, by the uh, by the way, Joe. I've been going through a little soul searching and trying and to make restitution, and thinking about maybe uh, some long overdue apologies for things that more than likely people don't even remember happened. But doesn't matter. I would like to maybe clear the air a little bit. Yeah. And in Casey, there was something else you had told me one time about apologizing that um, that apologizing is not restitution or not redemption. Uh, uh, what was it? No, apo- apologies don't mean anything without action. Without yeah. action. Okay, yeah, that was so, it. So, you know, an apology is not an amend. And I think an amends is, is more powerful doing something. than a than A an lot apology. of times it's to clear your mental mm-hmm. thing, which yeah. is, is not a, an act of yeah, it, it, generosity. I, it, it's, I wouldn't it's, call it selfish, yeah. but, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. You know? But um, it might make an impact on somebody. Even if you think it won't. Right. You know, and, right. and so when you hesitate about it, you never know. They may have completely forgotten about it and it may have been a blip in their life. Or it may have been something that they've lived with for a long time, too. Okay, so here's one uh, that is just, you know, uh, it's nothing bad physically, but I feel bad for this kid. And this is the type of thing you might want to consider apologizing for down the road. So this girl says, fifth grade, I had a massive crush on this boy named Timmy. Uh, we were playing that jump rope game where it's like, who do you like? A, B, C, D. And so I purposely landed on T because I liked Timmy. The entire class was like, ooh, Timmy. And I felt instant regret. So I was mean to him for the rest of the year. <laughs> and he had this best friend, Jake. So I was mean to Jake, too. And at one point, I told Jake, I feel really bad even saying it out loud, though. She said, um, you know... You're so ugly that your mom has to put a paper bag over your head before she kisses you goodnight. And he said, my mom doesn't kiss me goodnight. And I said, exactly. Oh, oh that's terrible. Oh, that is terrible. Wow. Hard. Bitch. That is harsh. So I think she owes someone an apology. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or a little get together and have some sex. You could do that, too. Uh, all right. Do we have to wrap this up? We do. Okay. I want to apologize to everybody <laughs> in Rutledge. Everybody. Everyone. All the kids the, I grew up the with. The whole town. All the parents. Some of the parents I talked back to. All nine streets. Uh, all nine streets. Every single person. <laughs> all the people that are that are no longer with us. All the people I'm that are still with us. I'm looking at your face. You've got legit regret on your face yeah, right now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's terrible stuff. All right. Well, listen. Yeah. It's all right. It's all good. Yeah. I feel pretty good then, because I, 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 UNICEF was about, and, and, and thinking that I could fuel up a car with Ron. Oh, no, I did lots of stuff, too. I, I was I, a good boy. I absolutely did lots of stuff, so. Um, anyhow, thanks for sharing. It's been fun, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. All right.
Everyone's sort of like, oh, I guess I'm a prick. We're going to take a break. <laughs> We're going to come back in a moment. We will talk to Gary Goldman. Michael yeah. Chiklis will be on the show. And we still have money to give away more $500 opportunities throughout the course of the day with no sad dough. We'll be back in a moment. Monday nights. Metallica family, are you with us? It's not just Monday. It's Metallica Monday. Join MMR's Jackie Bam Bam for massive amounts of Metallica every Monday night starting at 9. From the monster hits to deeper album cuts, spanning a Hall of Fame career. This is Robert, Kurt, Lars, and James from Metallica. We're covering all the bases from one of rock's biggest bands. Set a reminder on your phone. Tell Siri to clear your calendar and have the MMR app at the ready for Metallica Mondays, 9 p.m. With Jackie Bam Bam right here on 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Our next guest is a uh, he's a handsome man. He's a funny man. Yeah. Probably a well-hung man. I don't know. I've Probably. never really. I don't know. You would hope what so, case? right? Is he? <laughs> I don't really know. know. Uh, but if you haven't seen his uh, special, The Great Depression, you should watch it now. It's available on Netflix, and he is wonderful. Please welcome Gary Goldman yeah! to the show this morning. Hey, Gary. Wow. Hi, guys. I, I miss you. It's great to hear from we you. We miss you, too, man. How, how have you been holding up in uh, in everything the world has been coping with? Well, I, I must say personally, I'm doing I'm doing fine. I I have been writing a book since since last year at this time. I got a, a book deal just under the wire as far as those things go. Just last year at this time, and so I've been writing on that, and it'll come out sometime in um, hopefully by 2040. All right, 20, 2040 is the projected nice. release date. <laughs> Uh, I was going to say with the with the with the pandemic and everything and the, and the restrictions that that gave you a nice opportunity to have the extra time to put pen to paper. I would imagine. Yes, yes, but I I had to relearn uh, about twelve years of, of grammar. They were using things such as as present tense, which I had to look up, oh. and all, all these things. I guess I guess it does not use an apostrophe. Its does not use an apostrophe. And, As and in the possessive? Of, what's that? As in the possessive, it's? Yeah, the possessive, it's. I've I've had to rewrite probably about 300 times. That's a point the, of contention, too, because I, 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 I was always taught them. that you always use the apostrophe. And, and, yeah. I, and I think well, that's... So if it's a contraction apostrophe, I-T apostrophe, yeah. Yeah. It, is. it is. If it's this book, it, uh, it belongs to, or it, it's Gary Goldman's book, uh, I-T-S, no apostrophe. Oh. Right. That's the possessive. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah, there you go. So, so yeah, you know what? What I can recommend, I'm pretty good with that myself, but Grammarly is a great app that sort of hovers over everything you write and is sort of there checking you, making you feel stupid. That's what it does so well. But Grammarly, have you, have you, have you, have you seen that advertised? Because it's really good. Yes, Gary. yes. I, ha- I have seen it advertised. And I, I, I mean, I grew up in the '70s, so I have this t- "looks too good to be true" attitude towards no. advertisement. For instance, I was I was told last night that if I wear this shirt that has tiny bits of copper on it, <laughs> I, I won't feel 
I won't feel sore anymore. And I and I look at that and I I think, why are they just allowed to come out and and lie about this? Just, nobody's gonna talk it's about it's the great right. secret of advertising <laughs> yeah. is that lying is effective. Yes. But but Grammarly, I can I have been using for years. My wife finally okay. got on board. Give it a try. Okay, All I right. will I will give it a. It's try. It's been vetted. I yeah. That. That recommendation, right. because the, the the grammar, I mean, it's humbling. It's humbling because I, I walk around and people are telling me I'm a bright man and that I'm smart. And then no. I, I go into this this uh, this present and past and participles and it's it's overwhelming and it's embarrassing. And it's and it's uh, just just for the first time, because I use I work with an editor, so the first time since 1993, I'm, I'm getting corrections and, yeah. and deletions, and it's it's uh, it's humiliating. I have it on on good authority, you know, from people that one person I know in particular who's worked in the industry says um, even the sharpest minds that that this person has edited for uh, there there are mistakes all up and down. So what you can tell yourself is that you're swept up in the creativity of the moment. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and therefore all the other things go out the window. Right, right. I mean, I'm right, sure when Van Gogh was painting, he talked like a moron. So, you know, there you go. <laughs> tell yourself that. I will. I will tell myself. Yeah. This is this is this is very helpful. You yeah. guys are really strong. <laughs> well, I was wondering, like, why why even worry about your grammar? Isn't that what the editors are for? Isn't that yeah. what the proofreaders are for? You just and I wasn't sure. Do you have a Do you have a working title for the book? Because if not, I, I got a great one for you, bro. Oh well, here's the thing. It's it's a it's a it's based on the concept of the book, which is I have this this blessing slash curse. Which is that I remember just about everything from from school, kindergarten through twelfth grade. So the name of the book, tentatively, and I, I think it's a good title, is is K through twelve. So I I I but I I, I am open to your suggestion. Well, I, I wasn't sure if it was going to be you know like a like a memoir, if you will, but. Uh... Just and I'm and I'm calling it from and I'm calling it from your act because I love your your act. But I, if it were a memoir, I would call it at the end of the day. Oh wow, yeah that that expression, <laughs> along with "be that as it may," and in and of itself, I I feel <laughs> is is contributing contributing to the uh, global warming and, and climate change that that will undo us. I really wish people would stop beginning their sentences with the, "at the end of the day." It's it's infuriating. It, it drives you crazy, huh? <laughs> it really does. But at the end of the day, I gotta say, the first time I heard it, I was really impressed. Like it was, it was 2006, and an, and an agent, or I mean, the biggest blowhards of all time, an agent said to me, "Gar, at the end of the day," and I was like, "Oh, this is a this is a great way to start a sentence. It, it gives it some some wisdom, some some gravitas, if you will." Yes, and then I heard like. Like w- within 24 hours, two other blowhards used the same expression, and I and I I became incensed every time I heard that expression. It's sort of like when when Curly, the late Curly Howard, heard the word cheese and went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. And it's, it's almost like 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 a a memo goes out to all the turds in the world to start repeating. Uh, at a certain point, I I I just heard. 
in passing, someone say, okay, they're talking about a topic. Let's <laughs> unpack this. And then, and, and, and then subsequently, over and over, say, right. was there an edict issued that the only way to explain something was by unpacking it? Oh, my word. And, and the problem is, is that many times unpack is the, is the perfect word. And then you think or I think to myself, do I want to throw my lot in with these people that I, I find despicable? <laughs> and and, and they're, they're almost they're daring me to to say something to them. And and it's, it's bullying. It's verbal bullying. Yes. You can't, even if it's passive, you, you don't want to be uh, brought into that lot. Yes. Yeah, it's always faux pundits that are saying that they're going to unpack it for you because they think you're a moron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, I, I find myself um, going down Gary Goldman YouTube, hole, YouTube holes fairly frequently. I, I'll find your old, old bits, and uh, and there are little subtle nuances that I didn't pick up on the first time I watched them around. You know, you on, on any of the late night shows, any of your stand-up bits. And um, I'm wondering how, as a comedian, you feel about people – going back and and listening to uh, an album like it's a you know like an old classic rock album because right. you as an artist are always evolving your act you you know you have new stuff coming out yeah. all the time but for me as a fan I'll find this bit that you did maybe even 10 years ago and find a new a subtle nuance in it that cracks me up all over again is that is that a, a, an odd dynamic for you oh it's no it's a, it's a dream come true i mean i'm a person who grew up as early as 5 years old listening to those first couple of, of Steve Martin yeah. albums and and just memorizing them and and it was always the really really odd lines that he had or or jokes I remember the one that re- really was was never repeated it, it seemed was the one where he was he was very concerned because his cat had been embezzling from him <laughs> and he and he took it so seriously and the cat had 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 gone to the pet store disguised as him, and 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 I just thought that, that this this should be a, a a cartoon or something. It was just the funniest thing I'd ever heard. So so I, I couldn't be more pleased to hear that people are listening to the the old stuff and and any of the stuff. I mean, there are some things that I I would find it easier to to. Um, perform if somebody else did it for me because I, I don't remember some of them and people are telling me and I, and I it's actually my memory for my act is worse than my memory for third grade so I, I <laughs> sometimes find, find myself saying oh I said that that's really that's really that's a good line man I, I wish I had remembered that I said that. <laughs> well that that happens all the time so at the end of the show and we go on for you know four and a half almost five hours every day and uh and so we have a thing called the the lesson learned. Yeah, and it's and and I mean it is literally just within an hour and a half, two hours usually, maybe three, uh, you know. And none of us can remember. No. It, uh, be, oh, yeah. it, that's how transient it is. It's yep. like, oh, that's weird. And so it is kind of weird. I think to to uh, to expand a little about Nick's thing, like you know, you're 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 evolving, and you're like it almost be like someone going through old baby pictures of you or pictures of you looking goofy but i think you're right in 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 comedy especially your stuff is is so nuanced uh that that you know it, it it's kind of cool to have people discover and discover different aspects of it and a lot of times i'm sure you get the thrill of well here was the main thrust joke but here were the peripherals and people are catching on to that stuff and that's got to make you feel good 
Yeah, that that really does make me feel good. I, I I mean, I was first and foremost a fan of stand-up comedy, so that if people are telling me they're enjoying it the same way I used to when I was when I was growing up, and and that's that's that really makes me feel good. And then with the with the the different platforms that they play my albums on, it's it's right. this, this wonderful opportunity to to monetize it. <laughs> yeah, right. of course in, in, in a very visceral way it allows me to make money off <laughs> hey, Gary how did you um how did you end up in the movie Joker uh, which was directed by Todd Phillips and um, you know I know that he obviously comes from a world of comedy uh, but he was the writer and director did he have anything to do with your casting Yes, yes, he had almost everything to do with it. It was hmm. I, I got that role in the in the uh, pretty much the only way somebody of of my limited acting experience can get it, it which is by uh, by not auditioning. I, yeah. I just they, I I got a call. Hey, do you want to be in Joker? Todd Phillips is going to call you, and and I. And he just kind of explained to me what the character was, and he said, "What joke do you want to do?" And I just had to pick a joke that that wasn't topical and and things like that. So it was it was it was so easy. And the the, the best part of it was that I went to a comedy club one morning. It was Dangerfield in in New York. Yeah. And so they they have everything set up like it's the late seventies or early eighties. And everyone is dressed, and they're smoking cigarettes, and and I'm on stage at at Dangerfields, which I I had performed before, and I had not gotten a single laugh. I had never gotten a single laugh. <laughs> and then I have a, a full audience there, which never happens in that club unless they're shooting Joker, and <laughs> and the the audience is told to laugh at me, and that's part of their thing is to laugh at me, and and. Basically, it's it's the Joker before he's Joker, and he's learning how to do stand-up. So one subtle thing is that he he dresses exactly like me and and does his hair exactly like me when he <laughs> performs, and and he takes notes while he's watching me, which is really cool. But but here's how how ignorant and and stupid I am. While I'm doing the the routine. I hear one audience member laughing in the in the wrong places and laughing in a really odd place and and at no point do I think oh the joker is in the audience. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. 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 Uh. I think I think to myself some extra is really trying too hard. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my it, 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 it's it's a wild thing because and I've heard it described a number of times when when people who are really adept, you know, it's a different skill set, you know, acting and uh, uh, and to me and I, I I always harken back to what I heard Rosie O'Donnell say about uh, she was on, you know, a, a league of their own and she was watching. You know, uh, Gina Davis do a scene, and it was. She's like, she's like, really? She's not even acting. It's like, yeah, she's not. There's nothing going on, and and then she sees it on the screen, and she goes, oh, it's it's hard to to see what an accomplished film actor is doing. Yes, you know. Yes, yes. I, I remember the best advice I ever got from a an acting 
teacher early on, she said, watch Bruce Willis. And, and I said, he doesn't do anything. And she said, exactly. You don't have to do anything. If you, if you work too hard, it will show and you'll look silly. So just it, when in doubt, do nothing. And, and that, that's really good advice. But then there are people who just are, are naturals. And I, I'm, I'm not, I'm a person who, who took years and years of, of acting. And then the first big role I get, I don't, I just have to be a stand-up comedian. Right. <laughs> just do what you do. Well, you can also, yeah. you know, if you want to talk about subtlety, you evoked a name, Curly Howard. On... <laughs> <laughs> that was a guy who knew how to let a scene breathe. Right. Uh. <laughs> hey, Gary, I'm going to ask you, uh, you can either, I'm going to ask you two separate questions, and you can choose to answer whichever one you want. Uh, I, I want to ask you about your love of peanut butter and the fact that you go through a jar of peanut butter every single, every uh, two days, or... Uh, I want to ask you about the Great Depression, which is a depression which is available on Netflix now. Which, um, to me, uh, I mean, it was as raw a yeah. stand-up special as you can possibly get. And I wanted to ask you how you felt after performing that on that particular night. Oh, I mean, I felt terrific about performing it. One one thing that that I, I don't know if I was able to get into the studio that week, but I. I did the final sort of practice runs, dress rehearsals for the the special at, at Helium in, in Philadelphia. So those shows, they were packed and they went really well. So by the time I did it on on camera, it was it was a breeze because it was a, a, a really great audience. And also before I, I filmed it that night, I Judd Apatow was the executive producer. He, while I was while I was having my my hair uh, brushed and and sprayed, he said, "Just treat this like it's a a movie, and if you make a mistake, just do it again because there there's no reason why we can't make it look like you didn't make a mistake." So that that really relieved me of of any of the anxiety associated with forgetting something or right. something out. So that was that was really helpful. And and I mean I had practiced it so many times leading up to that. I mean I had finished writing it within like nine months of of shooting it, so I, I had a lot of time to practice it and then actually write a new a new hour to to tour with after the thing came out. So it was just by the time I I shot it, I I knew it so well, mm. and and also it. it there gets to be there's a point with a with a good joke or a good set where you have had the audience enjoy it so many times that you have this idea in your head that if they that if this particular audience doesn't enjoy it it's not it's not you it's it's them and and yeah. so there's this an incredible amount of power in in blaming the audience. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's how ego. that's how Hitler got so good <laughs> at, pub, at public speaking. <laughs> it was it was the audience. No, but you're right. I mean, when you know something's valid and good, uh, you know, so, and then you'll have the converse situation: something that's kind of been a stinker that suddenly just. An audience just goes goes nuts for her. so and and there therein is a, a, probably for you part of the joy of being a stand up is there there is stuff you you know that is going to be steadfast and straight and and 
reliable, but there's also the 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 the, the joy of discovery. Yeah, I mean, without without getting too too introspective, there was there was something about that special that was was interesting because in order to talk about the the horrible experience with depression and being hospitalized and getting electroconvulsive therapy. I, I actually just opening up about that was so freeing as far as I'd been keeping this a secret for years. And I was afraid people were going to think less of me and, yeah. and be afraid of me. And then opening up about it was, it was such a re- relief and it, it actually strengthened my, my recovery. And, and so I, it was, it was both therapeutic and and as i said earlier so so darn lucrative (laughs) (laughs) again the healing power of currency Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) who knew (laughs) well you know what i think of like like richard Pryor after the after the 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 freebasing stuff and the Mm -hmm. you know yeah i mean you want to talk about a, a laid bare all out on the table on that stage I mean, and it's, you know, it doesn't get more, the audience immediately gets it. And yeah, and Casey's right. It was a real, it's a a great special. It's a great performance. And uh, it's something to be proud of. Well, so is the book uh, when it's, when it's a 2040 release date, uh, (laughs) well, can we expect a little bit of introspection? Is it more on the, um, on the lighter side? Well, it's it's lighter, but there are there are there are just st- stories from from growing up that that like, like most good comics, there are these things that you'll relate to, like going to my my first dance and and going to my first little league practice and and also having to be. A Jew in Hebrew school, where I, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah. things that you, you think at the time, oh, I'm going to remember this for the rest of my life, and then it turns out you, you do. I mean, unless I have some sort of m- memory wipe, at some point I'm going to remember the first time my mother, my mother drove up to the to the Hebrew school, and it was, um, it was September of nineteen. 19- 79 and there were all these kids running around outside as as you are as you want to after being cooped up in school all day and then you have to go to Hebrew school and so they're running around and they're shrieking the way little kids do and my my mother is looking at this and and I'll never forget it she had this expression of of just just disdain and she said look at these Jews they're wild <laughs> Wow. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, and, uh, and I, I, and I remember thinking to myself, uh, one, they're just little kids running around like little kids do, and and also, when, when did my, when did my mother become so judgmental about little Jewish kids running around? It, it was, it was a side of her that I had never, I'd never seen. It, it, it stuck it, with you. Wait, is your mother Jewish? <laughs> Yes, she's a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. You know, though, the, the, the wild just, you know, it's, they can be right. dangerous, you know, the gangs and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, well, 
In and of itself, that's pretty strange. But at the end of the day, it sounds like a great book. But be that it is May, we got to wrap it up, uh, Gary. Uh, because we do have another guest on the line. But listen, it is always a treat to talk to you. So uh, we'll have to talk to you soon. The minute that that... Go ahead. Do you mind me asking who the, who the guest is? Uh, it's Michael Chiklis. Oh, at least it's a friend. <laughs> well, hey, hey, Michael Chiklis played Curly Howard in a great he Three Stooges did biography. Right. He did a phenomenal job. And you're the one that brought up Curly. How yes. about that? Michael Michael Chiklis is, I mean, in the pantheon. All right. of I'm going to conference him in. Yeah. Hang, okay. hang on, Gary. I'm, I'm, I'm going to conference him in. It's act, it's uh, comedian Wait. Gary Goldman that we're talking to, and now we bring you Michael Chiklis on the show hey. this morning. Michael, good morning. Hey. Good morning. I'm boy, did I walk into one here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're talking to... Yeah, to something about wild Jewish kids? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a good friend of our comedian, uh, Gary Goldman, and, and he had initially started off and mentioned uh, uh, Curly from Three Stooges, and uh, Steve had just made the connection there that you, you were great as him in that, uh, in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, so thanks, man. We'll talk to you soon, Gary, all right? All right, Gary Goldman, take care. All right, sorry about that, Michael, but he was pushing who was on him, and we had to to bring him in. Listen, uh, it is great to have you on, and uh, obviously we're here to to talk about the uh, the show Coyote, uh, which you can find on uh, CBS All Access, which I happen to get. It's a great uh, streaming service. Um, And uh, and here you are, and, and another great show. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Absolutely. Um... The show's called Coyote, and uh, it's about this guy that I played. Well, it's actually not about him. I, he's the lead of it, but mm-hmm. uh, it's really about the people, the places, and the things that he encounters in this odyssey that he goes through. Um, it's literally about walking 100 miles in another person's shoes. Uh, yeah. This guy plays a Border Patrol agent after 32 years. It's his last day of work, and um, through an extraordinary set of circumstances, he ends up on the other side of the border. Uh, being forced into being a coyote, which you know he's having to traffic people over the over the border uh, by force, and it, it really is. Uh, what I loved about it is, yeah, you know, my very dear friend Michelle McLaren, who I've known for twenty six, twenty seven years now. Uh, she's one of the executive producers of Breaking Bad, and she um, she directed more episodes of that show than anybody else. She's an incredible director directed a bunch of Game of Thrones and just extraordinary talent. She she called me and we've we've wanted to do something for all these years and I was busy with things like the Shield and she was busy and she she called me and said I found what we're gonna do together and she pitched this show to me and I was like kind of trepidatious at first because, you know, it's such a political hot button. I, I, I watched I watched the first episode of the show and and it it, it I don't think it it doesn't feel political it feels very uh, human. It is that's what it is uh, you know and well, that's what I love about it is we you know we want we weren't interested in doing that we were interested in doing something human and and just 
real and gritty and authentic. And that's why we shot it uh, at the border and in Mexico. And uh, it was was just an extraordinary experience. One of the best experiences in my working life, in my life. I never thought I'd go through something like this. I mean... You know, it's it's amazing. uh, I mean, I... Michael, it, it, it put me in mind of a movie I saw years ago. A lot of people don't know about Jack Nicholson movie called The, the Border. And, and he is a border yeah. patrol officer. And, and, and he, he something sort of similar. You, you're sort of kind of extorted into, uh, you know, doing what you have to do, you know, for different reasons. But, it, you know, uh, and you say it, it remains apolitical. It's a human story. But and he, there's a line at the end. Um, you know, that, and he delivered, it stuck with me all my life, you know, after seeing the movies, he, he said, he helps out some people, uh, you know, and he says, I just wanted to feel good about myself, you know? And so, uh, there, there are a lot of stories that are told uh, with this going on and there's a lot of humanity and a lot of human stories. It seems like that's where the series is going. Well, it, it is. And it, I have to say right now we're in a, obviously in a terrible situation in the country where all the nuance has been taken out of our political discourse. It's either black or white. Yeah. For this, you're against it. You're, you're pro-immigrant, you're anti-immigrant. And that's ridiculous. That's not us. That's, that's not life. You know, yeah. everything's filled with shades of gray and different colors and nuance. It's true. Everybody's a different story. So what, what's wonderful about this is it's an incredibly entertaining story, but it makes you think and feel, and it takes you on this odyssey. And I just, I, I, next thing you know, I, when I was reading the script, I was just in it. And I was like, oh, my God, i got to do this. This is extraordinary. And, I, and then we brought together some of the most talented filmmakers uh, in the business. So it's beautifully shot. Yeah, it looks, it, it looks great. Yeah. I mean, it, it's very, very cinematic, very theatrical. And, and also, so you were, I think it was a 10-episode order, but COVID kind of reduced That's you right. to six, right? Exactly. We were in the middle of it, you know, shooting in the Sonoran Desert, and we hear global pandemic, and we're like, what? Yeah. What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, because we weren't watching the television at the time. We were were in the middle of the countryside in the thick of shooting this show 16 hours a day. So we were kind of unaware of what was going on, and and all of a sudden we get word that, hey, man, there's a – there's a pandemic, and we have to shut down. And we were, well, what? Uh, it was just extraordinary. And then, in uh, an ironic twist, when things started to loosen up again, um, in the late summer, early fall, some production started to go back into production. The Mexican government shut the border and wouldn't allow Americans into Mexico. So <laughs> 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 we were like, that's awesome. That's amazing. You know, that I mean, what an ironic thing. So... You know, hopefully we'll be able to get down there and to to continue this thing because it's just an extraordinary series, and I I, I really have had an incredible. Time. I, I was I, I was definitely intrigued. It's it's timely. It, it has a good look to it. It's it's funny. And I just have to bring this up because Casey was mentioning. I think Casey, you said you saw an episode or saw uh, Michael as um, the commish, and we we know you, Michael, from from. Obviously, that was a, a, a solid show, but you've you've now got this reputation as a, as a badass, and of course, obviously through the Shield and and and, and other stuff. And it's I think it's shocking. I, I mean, I, listen, I get com- people say I look like you a lot, and I I'm glad to accept that because sometimes I get some things. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> please tell me Michael Chiklis. And and uh, the shaved head makes a difference, I think. Right? I mean, because the commission had a little bit of hair. Oh, absolutely, but you know, I, I got to point out that part of this is baldism. Baldism. <laughs> because, 
you know, people look at bald people. I, I can't tell you. I've gotten everything from Bruce Willis to the to I, people have come up to me and told me that I that they thought I was Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> you are right. And, and what you get every bald you're right. Every bald person looks like every other bald person, and we need to stand up. <laughs> I know it, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that'll be the next show. But, Michael, how is it that 25 years later, you look younger today than you did in the commish? The bald. Dude, I want to do this radio show every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Be well, careful what you ask for. It's, uh, good living. Good yeah, yeah, no, nice. it is. All right, and, and a successful show too. So we encourage everyone to watch. Uh, yeah, Coyote, and and we're happy that it's something you're really proud of. That's cool, Michael. Thanks for checking in. We'll, we'll steer people in the direction of CBS All Access for Coyote. Thanks, fellas. I appreciate it. Anytime, Michael Chiklis, guys. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And we got a little bit of Curly out we of him did. too. Yeah. Which Remember was really that movie? Cool. It was really good. Uh, it was, and he was sort of the focus because, yep. uh, as the story goes, Curly was. That was sort of. Kind of, it was not who he was. Mm-hmm. He, he he wanted. He was kind of a playboy a little bit, mm. and so he was. You know, was, he had he was conflicted because he loved performing and making people laugh, but he was that wasn't who he really was. You know, what was interesting out of that one was that uh, I think they they had shown it was it was Shemp that was the one that had all kinds of emotional yeah, yeah. issues, and and he had a really hard time with it. Right, and and while Curly's the the, the pretty much the all time fame, I was a Shemp fan, man. I really? I dug Shemp. Well, Shemp was he was great. <laughs> Without Shemp, you wouldn't get the poke in the eyes and the slap in the face and the. Ri- I loved how much Larry Fine Hair was ripped out of his head <laughs> of all the years, yeah. all the years. Fist- this was- <laughs> I, mean, I would love when one like Mo would be holding on to it, and then he would smack his head, right, yeah. and the smacking of the head would cause the ripping of the hair to come out. I mean, full, yeah, handfuls. Yes. It was a great show. Women don't like uh, the Three Stooges, do they? It was no. uh, Kathy weren't in that. Were uh, I mean, I think I was too young for that, but yeah, yeah no. Read the books. <laughs> uh, anyway, listen, we should take a break. I want to remind you about a couple things. You can uh, text in the word secret to 39333, and you might win a copy of Redemption Day. We have a couple of ways for you to do that. And you'll want to stay close, because when we get back, your next shot at winning $500, because we have the No Sad Dough Contest, of course, continuing on our second stop on that money train today. We'll be back in just a moment, so make sure that you stay with us. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's Local Shots. That's right, and this month's band is Party Muscles. Your local shots artist of the month. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly. Uh, we have some new stuff in the rock shop, but real quick, I want to thank for my birthday. I got this from my wife, which is great. It's a it's a coffee mug with the professor Neil Peart on wow. it. Wow! I thought that was a really nice gift that she got. I've, I'm now I have an overflow of coffee mugs. I know that you uh, you got rid of Casey's mug. Right? No, I didn't get rid of it. It's oh. still it's right here. Uh, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a uh, a mug rotation. Okay, because I have several of them in the office. Do you need a mug, Lazy Susan? I'm, <laughs> that'd be great, right? wouldn't it? No, I have a shelf in our in our office right. that I put all my coffee mugs on. So I did have the the 
uh, the giant Incredible Hulk head. Uh, but I'm, that's going to be set aside now for my Neil Peart um, coffee mug. And then I'm going to have to make room and rotate in the new Good Morning It coffee mug. Well, I'm definitely getting that. Which is available at the Rock Shop. Mm-hmm. And so you can do that, and it's a flash sale. So it's only for like a week that you can get it. It's a limited uh, amount of time. So get on that now. It's available at WMMR.com and the Rock Shop. And then also, and that's in what we call aisle two. Uh, so, which I, I'm, I have a hard time with the aisle distinctions. What are they? Confusing. That's what yeah. they are. So, like the 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 ones that stick around are aisle one, I think. Or oh, say that again. I didn't have my is is the the aisle aisle one items stick around for a while, and the aisle two items come a little more quickly. What's yeah, exactly. That wasn't a good phrase to no. use. <laughs> Which comes quicker? Well, yeah. I mean, this is the only time in life I ever want something to come quickly. Um, <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Dude. Damn. She's, oh, a, she's, a, little, she's a little wildcat. <laughs> Your father is listening. Kathy's delayed reaction was the best. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Dad's glad it was you. my girl. Yeah. You give them gems all the time. I figure I give them one. Yeah. Um, and then never pull that audio. <laughs> you um, never pull out. I think they're, they're different companies that we use, so that's why they... They look a little okay. different. So right. one of them um, is a little more uh, uh, somewhere else we don't know. One of them is in New Jersey. Okay. Um, and they're a local company called MJ Corp. All right. So aisle two is where you will find not only the Good Morning It. The ladies are getting more dirty here. Right? I, I'm they just are. So laughing because Kathy's you asked. Kathy's all tatted and, and pierced up. And <laughs> Marissa's doing whippets. And uh, it's incredible. Looking for a guy who won't. Anyway. Right, yeah, can right. hold his right. load. Okay. Wow. Uh, we have the Good Morning at Coffee Mug in aisle two. You're so subtle. <laughs> and we have the Pierre Beard tie-dyed face mask uh, that is back in stock. Exactly. And that's yeah. that's a funny one. I love it. Uh, so they're very limited quantities. Uh, so go ahead and check that out now at WMMR.com. Right. But I want, I want everybody to buy the Good Morning at Coffee Mug. I'm going to get one of those, and I'm going to get the, uh, I have not seen the Preston Steve logo winter hat. Oh, and yeah, I, yeah, I will yeah. wear that with pride yep, because I, I think I'm on the show. Yep, you're yeah. on the show. All right. Um, all right, so now it's 10 o'clock. We can do this. 93.3 WMMR presents... All right, the word that you need right now is great. That's our keyword for the hour, great. G-R-E-A-T. And you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. Three ways to do it. Via text to the special contest short code 45911. Or if you'd like to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, enter it via MMR or MMR app uh, or at WMMR.com. One random entry wins $500 in our company-wide contest. That person gets a call from Beasley, so be sure that you answer your phone. Contest rules are available at WMMR.com. It is sponsored by Stakem. So the word, again, is great. G-R-E-A-T. Good luck. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, let's go through some stories, shall we? Uh, Let's begin with this one. A Canadian casino mogul and his actress wife were accused of posing as motel workers in yeah. order to receive COVID-19 vaccines meant for indigenous residents of a remote Yukon community. Didn't he fly, like, in a private jet to get there or something like that? Yeah, he's a billionaire. Yeah. All right, so Rodney Bastard. Rodney Baker and his 32-year-old wife, uh, Ekaterina, uh, had allegedly chartered a private plane uh, to Beaver Creek on January 21st to get doses of the Moderna shot. 
Staff at a mobile clinic had been administering the vaccine to the about 100 residents of Beaver Creek, most of whom are members of the White River First Nation. The wealthy couple allegedly lied to workers at the clinic about where they lived and worked, but the pair raised suspicions when they asked for a ride to the airport after receiving their shots. Clinic staff alerted the authorities after the motel confirmed that the bakers weren't actually new employees. Officers first looked for the couple at a location nearby Whitehorse where they were supposed to be quarantining, and eventually they found them at the airport preparing to fly back to Vancouver. The bakers were hit with two charges, each under Yukon's Civil Emergency Measures Act, one for failing to self-isolate and the other for failing to follow a travel declaration. Uh, they each face a fine of up to $1,100 or up to six months in jail. So we'll see if they end up getting the time behind bars because they can certainly afford the yeah, $1,100. it's really not punitive. A restaurant owner in Queens has been arrested for allegedly trying to set his own business on fire after the restaurant had been closed due to COVID-19 restrictions. Investigators say 54-year-old Asif Rajah had set fire in several locations inside his restaurant, but the sprinkler system that he had installed knocked the flames down. Damn it! After an ongoing investigation, fire marshals uh, had identified it as arson, arson, and the crime was captured by surveillance video. So not only did he have <laughs> a, a, a sprinkler system, but he had surveillance video, and so there's video of him doing it. You're going to burn down your own restaurant. You certainly know you have a fire suppression system. You certainly know you have a surveillance system. Maybe deactivate those? There were holes in this plan from yeah, the beginning. I think there may And, <laughs> Nick, he tried to burn down another business that he owns, which is a fire alarm company. No. Well, Raja just has... Just didn't think it through. <laughs> Raja has been charged with uh, one count of arson, which carries a mandatory minimum <laughs> sentence of five years in federal prison with a maximum sentence of 20 years if convicted. They don't mess around with arson, dude. Oh. They throw the book at you. <laughs> Uh, let's see. A pair of Idaho men recently broke a Guinness World Record when one used both hands to throw popcorn that the other caught in his mouth. David Rush, who has broken more than 150 Guinness records to promote STEM education, teamed up with his neighbor Jonathan Hannon to break the record for most popcorn thrown and then caught in the mouth in one minute. Okay, so like scooping throwing? Well, I don't know. That's the question. Or is that he said, over here? He said both hands. All right, so. So I don't know if you're, if he's just throwing like, right, you know. right. Like you're bailing water out and you're just tossing uh, popcorn up left and right because that's kind of unfair. I would think you'd need to go one at a time. Sure. Yeah. And 54 but they did doesn't... Fi- 54 in one minute. That doesn't sound that uh, impressive. Like... Okay, he's using one... Okay, alternating right. hands. That's uh, what okay. he did. So he's throwing left and right and he caught 54 minutes. You think that's doable, Case? I think that's uh, dude, doable. Dude, let's try it. Absolutely. Now, I don't know what the requirements are as far as distance goes, but you we have can... to be indigenous. We can look into this, and uh, if Casey, you think you can do it, so you need a good you, catching is only part of it. You got to have a good thrower. Just yeah. ask any porn aficionado. Exactly. I think Preston, you and I could do this. I think uh, if if you're the thrower or the catcher, it's going to work either way. Are right, you a top or bottom? We could try it out. I prefer top. Uh, I'll be the pitcher in this. Okay, one. so I think. I listen, honestly, this is not that dazzling. I, and I think what they did is they just happened to pick one that's not. Gone after a lot. I think we can do this. Uh, so they beat out the previous record, which was only 37. That so, sucks. Yeah, we can try that out. A volunteer was working with the nonprofit Ocean Defenders Alliance to clean up the beach near the Spitting Caves on the south side of Wahoo, Hawaii, which came across a GoPro camera that was still sealed inside its waterproof case. Huh. Uh, Rose Zhang says that she found the files on her memory card were still accessible and posted the video 
uh, from the camera on Facebook, hoping to find its owner. Turns out the video showed the camera's owner, uh, Nainoa uh, Kamai, and some friends jumping into the water from the Spitting Caves rocks in 2014 when he was 18. Wow. Uh, Kamai said that the camera had been a gift from his mother, and she gave it to him a few days before he lost it. Jang visited Kamai's work uh, recently to return the camera in person. Kamai said that he has uh, since gotten a replacement GoPro, but is planning uh, to get a new battery for the older one to see if it still works following six years underwater. That's pretty amazing. Listen, it. Um, those you hear stories like that all yeah, the yeah. time, especially with the GoPros dropped out of an airplane. Yeah. Mm. Uh, there was one that actually, I think it was on Kilauea, uh, had gotten burned by lava. lava. And the card survived, wow. and they took it out, and sure enough, the video was fine, and you see the video of the actual lava coming up onto the GoPro camera and everything. They are... And the owner's burning to death. They are workhorses. Wow. So I wouldn't doubt it. And that'll be another story for the company. And there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. So it's seven minutes after 10. That means you got about seven and change left to get over the word to us, which is great for no sado, G-R-E-A-T. And you can text it to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or if you want to be entered for the ten grand prize, $10,000 grand prize, enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. So get on that. you got a little bit of time left. Now, we also need to give away our secret text word. So I asked Kathy to give us a number caller, please. 20. Let's take caller 20 at 215-263-WMMR. You need to know the secret text word. We'll grab a random text or give that away as well. And we got more giveaways. We still got the lesson question. Trash and music news. Those things are up next. So stay close. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. <laughs> I guess there's a little vocal at the end there. Like, it's it's right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. One more time. If you... <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Kathy thinks it's hilarious to... <laughs> I'm sitting here dying, and she's like stone face. But oh my god, she's <laughs> writing her speech. <laughs> it doesn't take much to get me. Uh huh. All right, so uh, it's ten twenty one, and we're <laughs> we're looking for the twentieth caller for the secret text word, and we are going to go over here to Mike. And see if Mike knows the secret text word. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Okay, good morning. You good morning, yet, Mike. Rock and roll. Oh, yeah. thank you, my man. All right, buddy, what is the secret text word, please? Positivity. <laughs> That's right. Hang on a second, Mike. We got for you a, let's see, we have a digital download of the action-packed war thriller Redemption Day. Starring Gary Dordan and Andy Garcia, Sorinda Swan, and Martin Donovan. And you can buy it or rent it and watch it tonight. Rated R from Paramount Pictures. We're also going to grab a random texture, and that just so happened to be Paul Huffman from Dover, Delaware. And we're going to set him up with the exact same thing. So congratulations to you, my friend. 
Time to give away something else. We're going to do the lesson question. We have a $50 Metro Diner gift card to give away. And let's go with this. Which museum is right next door to the Viking Museum? (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. You had to have heard it earlier this morning. You'll never guess it. Which museum is right next to the Viking Museum? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer, and we'll do this while you are calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's see where we go today. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, during an interview with Variety, 73-year-old Glenn Close got candid about never winning an Oscar even after being nominated many times. Close says she didn't become an actor to win awards, but rather to meet Corey Feldman. (laughs) (laughs) Elliot Page and Emma Portner are divorcing after three years of marriage. Emma says once Ellen became Elliot Page, he couldn't keep it in his pants. So it's oh my god! They were at the center of a huge scandal, but now Robert Kraft's massage parlor videos have been ordered destroyed by the judge overseeing the case. However, lawyers for Kraft have confirmed that some sex audio from the tapes has been sold to the Walking Dead producers for use as zombie sounds. <laughs> All right. We'll see if uh, somebody knows the answer uh, to this question. Uh, which museum is right next to the Viking Museum? 215-263-WMMR. I will go to Carl and see if he knows the answer. Good morning, Carl. What up, bitches? Yeah, man. All right. What's right next to the Viking Museum? The Magpie Museum. Yes. The Magpie Museum. Carl, hang on. $50 Metro Diner gift card. Welcoming 2021 with a Waffle Evolution. Metro Diner launch three stuffing waffles. I want waffles. Piled high with uh, comforting toppings like sausage gravy and chicken tenders. Stacked on a waffle pressed from savory stuffing. Mm. You can visit MetroDiner.com uh, to view their menu today. All right, let's get to music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! <laughs> Lots of stuff in music news today. We'll start with this. European dates for the Hella Mega Tour. With Weezer, Green Day, Fallout Boy are still scheduled to take place this summer, according to Rivers Cuomo. He told NME, my manager just told me yesterday that the U.S. promoter is still saying it's going to happen. Uh, that could change, but I am not making any other plans this summer. As it stands, the tour is set to open in Vienna. You were going to that. June 9th. It was one of the rare concerts I was going to go to. My yep. best friend coming in from out of town. Going to go to the show, the whole deal. So, so you can can take it for whatever it's worth. But even like, uh, even the most reticent are actually now saying that summer, the end of summer, looks viable for a really healthy amount of vaccinations. Right. So we'll see right. where that goes. So hopefully, fall things yep. can start to open up, even if li- in limited capacity. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. So the Hell Omega was originally set to open last year in Asia, followed by the U.K., Europe, and U.S. last summer before being postponed due to the pandemic, of course. And Weezer's new album, OK Human, is due out on Friday, by the way. 15th anniversary limited edition vinyl pressing of Volbeat's debut album, The Strength, The Sound, The Songs, will be released on uh, March 26th. A glow-in-the-dark pressing will be available in all shops and online, while a limited number of unique Marvel editions... Uh, will be available through Volbeat.com and EMP. Can I mention something about uh, Glow in the Dark? So, how long ago was this? It was probably a good, man, eight or nine years ago. 
I got this little uh, thing that my daughter had bought me. It was at a charity event, and it was a, a little... Do you remember the bracelets that kids were making with yeah. the little yes. looped yeah. uh, pieces? Yeah. Right, it was all the rage. So it was. It was a, somebody had taken those things and made a, a unicorn out of it, and I had this sitting out on my uh, the basin of my um, sink, and it's been sitting there for like eight years. And what I didn't know is I turned off the lights when I was getting ready to leave uh, in the morning for work, and I had forgotten something. And I glanced and I turned back around. That thing is still glowing in the dark. Wow! After all these years, a I never knew it glued in the glowed in the dark. Glue in the dark. It glued in glowed the dark. glowed in the dark in the first place. Yeah. And I thought that stuff it wears out over it time. It usually right? does. That that that. What do they call it? Fo- whatever that stuff. Bioluminescence. It's yeah. not bio something. Phosphorescent or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but Volbeat's debut album. Maybe it will glow for years and years to come. That'd be great. We'll see. Dig it out of a hole and it's still glowing. Taylor Momsen opened up about her last encounter with Chris Cornell the night that he died in May 2017. It was right before the MMR. It was. Uh, she said Chris tended to leave right after the show, so it, I kind of waited around the back tour. Uh, then it was the last night of the tour, and I just wanted to thank him for everything and say whatever I was going to say, and I did. I caught him as he was walking out. We had a nice discussion. I gave him a big hug, a let's do it again sometime, and we continued on with the night. The next morning, I woke up to the news of just crushing uh, I, I was in disbelief. I guess it was is the right word. I was convinced that uh, everyone was lying to me and that it was some awful joke, and it was not. Uh, that was kind of the start of a bit of a downward spiral for me where I was not emotionally prepared to handle that kind of thing and uh, that trauma and that shock. Um, and then played our show. Which, we, yeah, we, yeah, she, she was uh, managed to pull off the show. It was the first show she had performed after yeah. his death. Still goes to the, you know, the question is to... You know, was it just an accident? I mean, everybody says he seemed to be mm-hmm. in good spirits, and you know, I, I, you know, still the there, mystery. There are a couple. Yeah, I, I it's I don't know. I, I know. I would like. I, does this sound weird to say? I would like to think it was an accident. No, no, not at all. Not at all. All right, uh, a couple more stories. Producer Steve Albini recalled working on Nirvana's final studio album in utero. and said that he chose to keep his relationship with Kurt Cobain strictly professional. In a new interview. It revealed, uh, I didn't try to become a bosom buddy of his because I knew that everyone around him was trying to weasel their way into his world parasitically, and I wanted him to know that he didn't have to worry about that with me, so I never really pressed him for any personal intimacy. He said, but I got to see him at work, and I saw that he was extremely serious about his music, and his passion was genuine. I think that's what people respond to because he had a distinctive voice. And I grew up to respect him as an artist and as a person. Albini refused to remix the album after Nirvana's label, DGC, demanded changes be made. And he brought and they brought in R.E.M. producer Scott Litt uh, to soften the sound and remix its singles. Albini admitted that going against the brass ended up hitting him where it hurt. He said there was a backlash for sure after the publicity around that record. I was persona non grata with the big record labels and I had a rough financial year after the release of that record because my work with artists on those labels all dried up. But I reverted to working with underground bands. Papa Roach recorded a new version of his classic song, Last Resort, with TikTok star Jarris Johnson. The collaboration will be available on, well, actually today. According to Blabbermouth, the band's lead singer, Jacoby Shaddix, revealed that he and his bandmates had recorded three new versions of the song featuring several 
guest vocalist. Isn't it for Iberostar? It's for this new song. It's called This Is My First Resort. Oh, it might be. Because I haven't heard it yet. Yeah. It might be. I'm not sure. There is one that they did with animals, too. Yeah. What is it? Is it the same song? Uh, it's Last Resort, yeah. And uh, it's a whole bunch of cats. And yeah, they-, they took the clips and edited them together. It's cats and dogs and their growls and meows yeah, and I'm things like that. that and made it into the song. It's kind of weird. Uh, let's see. What else we have here? Greta Van Fleet's My Way Soon has become the band's fifth number one Billboard mainstream rock airplay chart. On Number one on there. Uh, the previous chart toppers included Highway Tunes, Safari Song, When the Curtain Falls, and You're the One. My Way Soon is the lead single off the band's sophomore album, The Battle of Garden State, which will be released on April 16th. Which you say is very Russian. I think it sounds like the some... It sounds like... Um, Finding My Way from uh, uh, the first Rush album, a little bit to me, so I'm digging that. And then one last story. Music fan May Archie was leaving a Manhattan museum after checking out a rock exhibit before crossing paths with Paul McCartney and later realizing the Beatle had actually photobombed her. Said I was uh, taking pictures in uh, New York City and realizing when I got home, the Paul McCartney photobombed me. That's pretty cool. So I just left the Met uh, to see the Play It Loud exhibit and was legit looking at the Beatles set and everything because I love music and I wanted to take a uh, cute photo so I took it on the crosswalk but I was facing my mom so I never actually saw Paul until I turned around. She said, thought she recognized a man <laughs> crossing the other way on the Abbey Road like crosswalk and he winked at her. Wow. She said I made high contact with him and we stood there for a few seconds and he could tell that I was trying to figure out uh, who, he, why he looked so familiar. And then he winked at me because he knew that I had walked and uh, and because he, he knew that I knew and then walked away. So moral of the story, I was dumbstruck and Sir Paul, Sir Paul spawns at sidewalks. So there's a picture of Paul making the, the walk right across as she's taking the picture. It's pretty funny. So that's a pretty special photo. That is pretty awesome. Yeah. And that's what I have in music news for you. That's all you need. But we do have one more story to share, and it comes in the form of a gentleman named Philip. Philip, are you there? Yes, sir. Philip, what's up, dude? How we doing? We're doing pretty good. Not as good as you. Can you tell these people why you're doing good? Uh, I just won $500. How about that? How about that? I love it, Philip. Uh, congratulations to you, my man. Where are you from? Uh, Bear, Delaware. All right, and uh, that's second Delaware when we've had in just the past that's few crazy. minutes. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's amazing. Uh, what do you do for What do you do for a living, Philip? Uh, I'm a forklift technician. A forklift oh. technician. Steve knows how to run forklifts. I'm damn good. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, man. Uh, we 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 thank you for listening. You got anything uh, special you want to do with that 500 bucks? Uh, I'm going to take my girlfriend out to a nice dinner. Nice. Uh-huh. Good answer, young man. We're happy to give it to you, Phil. Thanks for listening to MMR. $500 is yours. Let's hear it for him, everybody. Yay! And don't forget, we got more opportunities. You can be just like Phil, and you can win $500. There's four, five, actually, more chances today alone. So we're going to take a break, come back in a second, and get ready to wrap it up. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. It is a Wednesday morning coming to a close for us. It has been a very, very fun day. We've had a lot of great conversations and some great guests on. So I would you like learned something. You'd, hopefully you learned something this morning. Uh, Gary Goldman. Yeah. yeah. Gary's awesome. He's just the nicest guy, man. He is. He's a, oh, Gary. 
super talented uh, stand-up comedian. His uh, his show on Netflix, if you haven't seen it, or his his uh, stand-up special, I should say, is called The Great Depression. And you should check that out. And then we have Michael Chiklis. We had them on together for a moment. Gary yeah. was blown away. He had a chance to talk to him, so we popped him on there. And his show is called Coyote, which is now available on CBS All Access. We had some no sad dough cash that we gave away this morning. Lots of other things as far as uh, giveaways went. So uh, enjoyed the hell out of today's program. It's damn good day. Which is good because Wednesdays generally are just a pain in the ass. So it went well today, yeah. which is nice. Uh, let me see here. Those are the thank yous. And that means we need to do the letter of the day. Is the man here or are we? He is here. All right. Excellent. There he is. Pierre Robert in the air studio. Pierre Robert in the air studio. Uh, we definitely get, uh, (laughs) the presents from the man. So, uh, let's, uh, let's do that. You ready for that, man? Yeah. 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 Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. E is in everybody. Error. (laughs) Error. Error. All right. Error. And we have, from Stateside Vodka, a case of award-winning vodka with four custom Stateside Rocks glasses. Uh, stateside products are available at your local liquor store and now shipping nationwide. So you can send to all your friends and family and out of town as well. Uh, you can visit statesidevodka.com for details. Must be 21 and older in order to win. How are we today? We're good. We're very, very good. How are you kids? <laughs> Doing, Doing well. Good, yeah. I yeah. liked uh, Gary Gold. Is that his gentleman's Go- name? Goldman. Goldman. Uh, uh, he... I, and I liked that he wanted to get on it with the next guy, yeah, oh, Michael yeah. Chiklis. Chiklis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was very cool. That was fun. Uh, something I was going to mention to you, and I can't remember what it was, so I has, apologize. Has it to do with music? It might have. Or trampolines. And... Uh, <laughs> no, what's point. the latest in the trampoline world? There could be one. Okay. There could be one. <laughs> Second mention of trampolines this morning, by the way. <laughs> What was the first minute? Trampoline Wednesdays. Uh, uh, that Costco has trampolines. Uh, trampoline. The BJ's has trampolines. It's, uh, yeah. You're right. Okay. You ever been, were you pretty good on a trampoline? No. Oh, terrible, <laughs> really? No, no, I have fairly good balance, and I ski, but uh, trampolines were not my thing. Well, you okay. take the skis off before you get on the trampoline. <laughs> well, no, I, that could have been the problem. Yeah, yeah that's hard. Um, but I think I've seen people on yeah. a trampoline. Who they practice for? Practice. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. flips yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For the freestyle stuff. Yeah. Yes, they do. Oh, okay. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I used to be pretty good on a trampoline. Really? Yeah. I loved them. I yeah. lo- that was something right. I loved in gym. Yep. You guys had a you had a trampoline in gym. We had that would uh, be like we an had insurance like, nightmare. Oh today. my god, it's like a neck yeah, we breaking had, we had nightmare. Like four of them, and uh, yeah, only on special days did they break out the trampoline. Yes. Oh my gosh! Like you the did giant, too. Yeah, yeah. This very we're a little older than you yeah. guys. Oh my god! Uh, we used to have axe throwing. But do you remember? Do you remember the uh, when they were bringing the parachute? Yes. Oh, I loved yeah, the parachute. Yeah. That up. was the coolest. And then yeah. you would run underneath? Yes. Yes, I remember that. That was one of the, the most fun things of gym class. Did they yeah. have that, uh, Pierre, uh-huh. in your day? Yeah. There was a, uh, uh, they'd have a parachute, essentially. Oh, yeah. And everybody would, it would be it was circular, and you would stand around the edges, and you would 
hoist it up in the air and it would go up and then you'd run to the middle and it would uh, all come together or you would go inside of it and it was cool. That was a blast. Dude. Wow. We they should, still do that yeah. at gyms like at, at you know uh, where kids take gymnastics. Right. They'll still have that. Thing. Oh man, I, I, it's kind of sucks that you they came to the trampolines anymore. That was a, that was a blast. Well, at the, if you're taking it, it, t- it takes a little training to make yeah. sure that the kids don't get hurt. Yeah, uh, yeah but you know. I mean, when I was a kid, we had... I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, it's okay. I was just going to say real quick about the trampoline. I recently looked at a trampoline. I was like, I wonder if I can still do a backflip. And I was like, I was think I was like two two wines, two glasses yeah. of wine in. And I was like, all right, I'm going to try it. And and I was able to do it. So yeah. I nice. was proud of myself. Nice. Yeah. I think I can still do that. When I was a kid, we had a very uh, safe... It was a little um, puzzle in, con- uh, contained in plastic. And it was one of those little mazes. And uh, you had a, a big blob of mercury, oh, and yeah, yeah. Uh, you put, <laughs> the, and the mercury would just slide through all the oh, mazes yeah. and see if you could get it into yeah. the center. What could yeah. go wrong? Yeah, I, I think it was. I think it was called Quicksilver. I, remember I that. kid yeah. you not. Yeah. this is this. I remember it to this day. Yeah, I think the name of the game was called Quicksilver. Right, and then we'd break it open and eat it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My teething ring was a thermometer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Not really. uh, Don't do that at home, kids. No. Well, I'm glad we got to talk about trampolines. That was nice. Uh, What's up on your show today? This is what I bring to the table. It is. Uh, We will have um, the No Sad Dough coming at uh, noon and 2 p.m. And then again, 4 and 6 with Jackson. 8 p.m. with Jackie Bam Bam, who's so excited to have it. In fact, every time he gets a winner, he calls 20 different people on the staff um, at home who are, like, really engaged in other activities. I just got a winner. I, that's very nice, Jackie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's, he got he has two kittens uh, now. He called me last night to let let me he? know that they adopted two kittens, which is awesome. I saw that on Facebook. That's yeah. cool. We'll have workforce blocks of Rancid and Pearl Jam and Greta Van Fleet. Excellent. Going to be a good day. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors. Preston and Steve Show has been brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of Preston and Steve Show. And also brought to you by Acme Markets, fresh foods and local flavors tomorrow. On the program, uh, we're going to have uh, Christopher Mintz Plaze ah, on the show. Yes. Who you would know from. Super bad. You'd know him from oh. um, from uh, Kick-Ass. I know exactly who yeah. he is. Yeah. In fact, I just saw him pop up in something recently. I'm going to have to go back and research what that was because <laughs> uh, he's great. All right. So we'll have him on and we'll get into some other stuff in that. The No Sad Do continues tomorrow as well. That's it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Day. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Yo, this is Tony Trove from South Fellini on East Passchunk Avenue. We're locals who make and design apparel for the Philadelphia lifestyle. Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and also SouthFellini.com. That's S-O-U-T-H-F-E-L-L-I-N-I. And be sure to check out our history podcast, Legends of Philadelphia. New episode every Monday. Next message. Hey, Preston and Steve. This is Joey from Delaware Scalp Micropigmentation. And anyone out there listening to this, we can change your life. You're struggling with hair loss? We can help you. Hairline restoration, scar camouflage, thinning hair, it doesn't matter. We can help you. Google Delaware SMP or check us out on Instagram, Delaware underscore SMP. We have guaranteed results. Woo! Check us out. 
the Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less.